Guys and Shine Googans. Go time on a Monday morning. Uh, based on the traffic patterns coming in, appears to me many out there are going to take advantage of having a day off, a little holiday out there. No, no school today at least. The drill never sleeps, man. We're like the we're like the mailmen of radio. Not, we've worked through hurricanes, COVID two or three times. What holiday? Et. Good morning, my man. We're not going to bury the lead here, ladies and gentlemen, as I'm uh, sitting in my house yesterday. I'm bouncing around some different things. At this uh, particular moment, I am watching the golf. I'm watching the golf come down the stretch. I'm uh, uh, bouncing over to the race now and then. But look, I've tuned into the race typically for you know the last 20 laps or so because I know how the thing is going to end. More on that in a second. So I'm sitting there, and I, we get a, a text, uh, a group text there, Hick, E, and I, and uh, E says, you guys would never believe where I am right now. <laughs> and, I'm, and in my brain, I, I really am. I'm saying, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not coming up with anything. I'm completely drawing a blank. And so I, I, I respond back, okay, what, what we got, right? <laughs> and the text comes in, I'm at the Daytona 500, row two. <laughs> boogity, boogity. Boogity boogity, my man. So um we're gonna we're gonna soak some of that up. Your first NASCAR race, right? Very first one yeah. ever. Now I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Um now you said uh, he said the tickets came about late. He's got a buddy who's in like the, the influencer kind of category, does some work for some different people, including uh-huh. one of the local car dealers. So he came up with some tickets out of nowhere. It's like, hey, you want to go to the race? And he says, sure, fine. They go down to uh, Daytona and imagine as you kind of Walk down the <laughs> sea of fans to your seats. Something didn't look like the other. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> were you? This is just flat out. We have no pretense here. See, we're, <laughs> we're what America really is, not the nonsense you see framed for you. Um, how many black dudes were there, E.T.? Probably, you, probably about seven. There were about seven. You did find more than one, right? Yeah. Now, when you see him, kind of give him a, that's right, brother. Uh, yeah, a, you know, get a head nod. Get a little head Love nod, a little fist. I see him, my brother. Okay. <laughs> um. So you get into the race. You've never been to NASCAR before or a car race. So first of all, just the I would think the first thing that would kind of overwhelm you would be, especially if you're sitting down there in row two, just that that the, the speed and the maneuverability of those cars as they just, it's like, zoom, 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 zoom. Man, so everyone would talk about it, how impressive it is for those cars to go that fast, that close. But it's not impressive until you see it mm-hmm. with your own two eyes. And man, I was in awe. Every time they went around the track and came back around, I stood up because it was it was just such a sight to see. Yeah. That is a talent. It is a thing to watch, and I definitely suggest, man, go to the day of Tona 500. Get out your element if it's not something that you would do. Because I was like, man, I'm about to go to this day Tona 500, and I don't know, but got out of my element, and I how'd thoroughly my red, How did my redneck friends treat you, my man? They educated me so much yeah, on that. It was, so, yeah. it was so fun, you know, I because I was asking questions the entire time. Yeah, I know you would. Yeah, so they were educating me on, on on the sport. It was crazy how like the different uh, car companies would work with each other. Like Chevy guys will, will work with Chevy guys, and Ford guys will work with on I'm the like, track. Wait, yeah. yeah, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if they're not on the same team, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy. It, it it would go now. Team would take precedent, and team. Right. By the way, you're also Chevy. You're one of you know no, no teams have different car brands under the same uh, garage there. So you would first work with your team, but. Second would be, yeah, your your car make for sure, and um, 
and, and we saw that late with the restart. I, there was like one lone Ford up there in the mix. He had no uh-huh. chance. I, was it Logano? Maybe I don't want to get it wrong. You NASCAR folk, uh, people know a lot more than I do about NASCAR. But um, so yeah, so you had a good time. And, had a blast. Yeah, man. good. I now, can't wait to do it again. You had to be confused at at the ending. I, I was upset. I was like, wait. So what's going on? Now that's that's a problem with NASCAR. And I'm not going to kill last night's race, 212 laps. By the way, when we sat here Friday, what did I tell you what happened at the end of the Daytona 500? I said they'd get in the last five laps. They'd have a big crash. I told yeah. you it's a green-white checkers finish. And then they would crash again during that because it's just what they do. They bunch up late. You're trying to make those late moves. And inevitably, there's something that wipes everyone out. The caution comes out. But NASCAR has a rule then. Once you get to that second overtime and you got the green-white checkers and you're on the basically the final lap you're uh, the second time around – if there is, if a caution comes up behind you, then they have to look and see whatever car was ahead at that time is declared the winner of the race. And in this case, it was Ricky Stenhouse. But let me tell you the problem with that. Okay? The problem with that is this. E.T., if, if, if we're playing a football game, right. and it's three minutes to go in the third quarter, and then I said, okay, that's it, and whoever's ahead wins, you're not really giving the other guys a chance to go to what they think is the finish line. Now, I know it's accepted. There's no bickering. This isn't any controversy. Just the way it works. This is an outside of NASCAR perspective. But it just seems an odd way to, to decide your championship race. And, and he even said after going down to Daytona yesterday, it felt like a Super Bowl, didn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> so the, packed. And the people around you, they, they weren't even from, you know, Kissimmee or Jupiter or Jacksonville. They were from Michigan. I had South Carolina, Indianapolis. That's what they do. Georgia. They come down for the week. They spend the week. And, and this week we're treated to some great racing. And a, uh, a race last night that would one may, maybe um, uh, those of you out here will remember this. But your winner, uh, E.T., Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Right. You know who Danica Patrick is? Yeah, that, yeah. Indy car, and uh-huh. then, then she went and raced a NASCAR for a while. They used to be an item. Oh, okay. pre pre Aaron Rodgers. Danica okay. also dated, uh, dated Aaron Rodgers, but uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., uh, your winner in the longest Daytona 500 in history. They actually went like, I think 210 laps. It's only supposed to be 200 laps, right? Two and a half mile uh, track, and uh, there you go. The NASCAR season is off and running, uh, apparently with a convert, with my man in there who. Um, Enjoyed the race yesterday. I got my eyes on the Rolex, what, the 2400? Oh, yeah. That's different what, different kind of racing, but that's a party, my man. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, that is a, that is a party for sure. Um, I, I hesitate how to frame this, okay? And this is my perspective. And if you dug the All-Star game last night, good on you. I'm not going to sit here and pound you know a pound a hammer and tell you how unwatchable it, it is or you know compare it to any bygone games that ain't basketball that's like going to an NBA game watching them shoot warm-ups for 20 minutes and then leaving because it's not a game games involve defense people trying to win and we let guys throw it up off the backboard and dunk and shoot three-pointers from anywhere and never try and grab a rebound. It, 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 again, that's fine if you dig that. I'd rather see them play each other. And I, at this point, I would, I would prefer the NBA All-Star go, game go uh, the way of the Pro Bowl. Just come together for a weekend, 
you know, have all your uh, fan festivities, and then on game day, mix it up and play some three-on-three or some two-on-two. Just do, do some horse. Do something different. Because, you know, the Stars refused to take part in the dunk contest. More on that in a second. And it's just, I mean, 55 points, man. And these are alleged, look, think of these terms. You're playing against allegedly the best basketball players in the world. Now, how could any man, born or alive, supernaturally, score 55 points against the 12 best basketball players in the world? He can't, can he? Of course not. So it's just, to me, it's just devolved into a non-game. Now, look, Mike Malone of, of the Denver uh, Nuggets, their head coach, said it was the worst basketball game he's ever watched. That's not even basketball. To which, as I watched SportsCenter this morning, Kendrick Perkins replied that Mike Malone is just a hater, and he loved it. Which, look, if that if that's your grind, that's fine with me. I'm not sitting here telling you not to. But, look, the, bat, the, the my interest in the game has been decreasing year after year after year after year after year, and maybe all-star games are a young man's game, right? You know, 30, I'm not ever missing an all-star game. Now, I, man, it just didn't, it just didn't grab me, man. It just didn't. And so, Team Giannis beats Team LeBron. There, there's no East-West anymore. You don't know who's who or what's what. And dudes are just taking a step. A, a Dame Lillard at one point last night pulled up for a half-court jumper. Not as... Not as time ran out, either shot clock or game clock. Not just just four dribbles, shoot from half court. LeBron and Jason Tatum each had plays where they, you know, against with with the defense back. By the way, with well with men standing around back, had plays where they threw the ball up off the backboard and took two steps and jumped and grabbed it and dunked it. I not unlike the 15 minutes pregame that you see when the guys are out just shooting shots that they want to and having some fun on the on the basketball court. E, you got back in time for the All-Star game. Where, where you know, where are you and what the game has become? Don't expect a show. Um don't expect a show at all. Um yeah, it's just not what it used to be. Back when like when Kobe and Jordan were playing, they they actually it felt like a real game, but now I want to say the guys are afraid to, you know, they don't want to get hurt. And I get it, but at the same time, these 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 fans, they're paying a lot of money. People are coming in from out of town to seeing this, and they don't want to see a glorified warm-up, and that's exactly what it is, uh, you know, warm-up. I wonder if you got, you know, if you're there and you're experiencing it and you're in the oohs and the ahs and the oohs, maybe it is still, um, maybe it's it's still you know, valid in person, and I could see that a little bit more. But to sit and watch it on TV, I mean, after about eight minutes, I mean, I've seen all I can see. Okay, I get it. Best players in the world are going to jack 30-footers, and they're going to do acrobatic dunks and layups. Okay. I got gotcha. you. And so I didn't see um, I didn't see many of the 389 uh, – I'm sorry, the 300 – yeah. The 369 points that were scored in the game. I'm I'm I missed most of those you know 350 plus, and again I you know I don't mean to scream I'm not screaming you to get you know stop playing in my backyard hoop that's not what I'm saying I just for me I'll I'll be curious you know I'll be curious where the game's going what it does TV ratings wise does that matter anymore you know all probably you know 
I would think valid questions. If you have a coach in the league saying that was garbage, then I you have to wonder <laughs> just where the, the game stands among that. But it's a player's game, and if the players like what they do and what they did last night, I'm sure that's the way it'll continue. And if you uh, choose to watch it uh, you know, at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, God, God bless you. But again, it wasn't no 8.30 start, was it? 8.30 said start. By the time we went through it all and the interviews and the pregame and that's that and the other, what time was it? 8.45 maybe? About, yeah, about 8.45. Right? And then it just goes on and on and on. And so uh, there you go. Giannis uh, comes in. He plays one play. Goes out. Remember he had injured, I think, a thumb before, right before the All-Star game. Wrist. So, you know, why not have, you know, I know he's the captain. Why not have a replacement for him? Right. Right, some other dude that can get in there. and That wants to come in and yeah. be an All-Star. All right, so this – I will conclude the, the talk on this game. I'm not sure it's really registering out there anyway, but I'll conclude it like this. For even with the All-Star game and what it's become, it has been a lot of years. If you ask this question, which did you enjoy more this weekend, the All-Star game or the slam dunk, or the slam dunk contest? Oh, come on. No brainer. I think it'd be the all-star game for since the stars stopped performing. Right. In the past. I think if you did a quickie poll today and said, what did you enjoy more from all-star weekend? The game last night or the slam dunk contest? My boy, Mac. <laughs> I bet it's flipped. I bet it's completely flipped. Where normally people will 80% would say I enjoyed the game over the, the slam dunk this year. They may say 80, they enjoyed the slam dunk over the all-star game. If you're losing a perception poll to the dunk contest, I wonder. So, yeah, they call they call your guy up from the Great White Hope for the dunk contest. Yeah. He saved it, didn't he, huh? He, I picked him, man. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, you did. He can dunk, man. He's been doing it since he was young. But they called him up from the G League, gave him a cup of coffee with the Sixers, and said, hey, go win the dunk contest. We, we need <laughs> we you. Need we need you, Woody. So Woody Harrelson went out there and won the dunk contest. He showed out. Good he for did. Him. That was fun. I, I did. I, I I enjoy. And the three point contest is is good. I will say this. <laughs> I don't want to get a too full of myself coming off that performance in Guggen Hoops. Okay. Shoot, but but shooters shoot. Shooters shoot, baby. I would suggest to you that when the sun comes up this morning, I could take a basketball to the court over here behind the fire station. I could shoot five racks of five three-point balls. Four of those racks have a money ball worth two points. The other rack has five money balls worth ten points. And oh, by the way, I get two more uh, three-point, quote-unquote, money balls that you're going to sit up near the top of the key as well. So if my math is correct, that's 25, 27 shots from NBA three-point distance. Okay. I'm suggesting to you with that same scoring system right now, outdoors, across the street, behind the fire station, that I could accumulate more than the eight points that my man Kevin Herter put up in the three-point contest. Yeah, disappointing, Kevin. Bro, but Trey Young can't get in there? We're going. The league says, yeah, Kevin Herter, that's a better draw. I, I pointed him out by reference last week. I love Kevin Herter. Good hawk, Red Rocket. But, man, I mean, it is the all-star game. My man put up eight, uh, E.T. Eight, bro. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Somehow I managed to make that about my shooting prowess. But the point is, nobody should be getting up from a radio microphone at 
7 o'clock in the morning in this country of ours walking over to a basketball court uh, outdoors behind a fire station and firing up as many successful three-point attempts as the best in the world at the three-point contest at NBA All-Star Weekend. That was my bigger point. Maybe that's you today driving your truck. Maybe you can pull your truck off to the side of the road at the apartment complex, shoot 27 threes, and and fare better than Kevin Herter's eight total points. Now, you know, that's including getting five, six, seven, eight, nine, two-point Right? I mean, you got 18 points available just from the extra money ball, quote-unquote. So there was uh, that. Um, Dame Lillard won it, though. That's a good winner. It was uh, The three-point contest is fun. Yeah. I, I like watching them stroke it and go around and get hot or cold and the pressure that mounts. Um, I, for, the, for the first time in a long time, I think I enjoyed more of the skills contest and the dunk contest and the three-point contest than I did the game uh, last night. But anywho. All right, so uh, we'll be back at full strength today. Uh, Golf certainly is going to be on our radar an awful lot here over the course of the, uh, really over the next six weeks. And Tiger Woods has added a different aspect to the golf narrative. So what Tiger said about the potential of playing more golf this year after he managed to finish four rounds under par at the at the Genesis Open. Um, meanwhile, the latest tsunami of talent is, is, is that's flooding the tour is Mr. John Rahm, who's off to a historic start. So we'll reset the golf for you a little bit. We got football to get into. Of course we do. Football fix that comes up a little later. I was kind of surprised who's throwing their name into the hat to be the Broncos defensive coordinator. That name really, really surprised me. Let's just say this. If this man gets the defensive coordinator's job with the Denver Broncos, he will be the defensive quarter in the, the coordinator in the league with the whitest teeth. 100%. If you like, like if when they take pictures, they usually take group pictures of the head coaches at the owners meeting. If they listed all of the defensive coordinators and told them to smile real big, you'd be able to pick this guy out right away. Whitest teeth in the industry. Yeah, he definitely sticks out. So we will see. Um, I'll let you know who that name is if you haven't figured out some context clues here. As we get you up and rolling on the Monday morning quarterback, divorcemenonly.com. Um, hopefully, hopefully today finds you with a day off. And if you're a six o'clocker that's just getting up and going and out there in the world, hopefully you're headed to a fishing hole. But if not, we will uh, try and keep you infotained as best we can. 641-1010. That's phone number here. That is also the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can re- uh, reach us via the email at the drill at 1010XL.com. Rubbin's racing, my man. ET has popped the seal. They got me. Now an official we motorhead. Owners, favorite driver. <laughs> yep. He's found him a song. Boy, that Tony Stewart's a whiner. Yeah, he does. He was, in the, he was in the booth last night. Advertisers. A lot of advertisers. Like, uh, let's say, Havilene Target, Sharpie, Caterpillar, Nextel, Mountain Dew, DuPont, Lowe's, Home Depot, Monster, M&M, UBS, Tide, Kellogg's, Viagra, DeWalt, and Budweiser. Advent Health, Budweiser, a lot of that bush. A lot of bush. still have my favorite parts. Woo-hoo! They got me. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Love NASCAR. There you go. Oh, oh, Toby Keith there. You'd probably like the Toby Keith version, too. It's I Love That Bar. 
which also oh, that's the spin. Yeah, yeah, that's the original. I yeah. love this ball. Uh, right. Oh, I, I my do. kind of place. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> walking in the front door puts a big smile on my. Yeah, you guys get it. All right, welcome back. Uh, thank you very much <laughs> for being with us. Yeah, ET is just bathed in motor oil this morning after his uh, first trip to uh, Daytona. Just happened upon him. Um, this weekend. So, uh, more on the race as we move along. Uh, for many of you, you may have, you know, made a trip down there. Look, uh, a little housekeeping here. Uh, for many of you, this will fall on deaf ears because that's the complaint or the issue to begin with. But having some issues with the app, the website, we're on it. You know, both apps, the website, Listen Live, all that good stuff. We are, uh, we, we've changed over some other technology around here if we peel back the curtain. And so, I'm uh, getting a couple of bugs out, but we expect them to be up and running sooner rather than later. At least we hope so. I, I try not to get too interested in free agency when it comes to the Jags. It's like I almost feel like any name player that has money spent on him by the Jaguars this this free agency, I feel like is it's already going to be on the roster. Right? Technically still over the cap. There'll be some maneuverability after some some cuts that are made. We know Shaq Griffin will be on his way out. We know some other, you know, uh, contract restructuring can free up some space. But really, aren't we just trying to free up space to get the two big names? And it could almost go three. I know Arden Key didn't knock down the, the door to a double digit sack season, you'd hope that, you know, you could just kind of discover some sort of Hassan Raddick. He's still a relatively young player. He made some big plays, had a big sack against the Chargers in that game. Uh, I think he had a big sack. Was it against the Cowboys, maybe? Seemed to make the majority of his plays in the second half of the year. I think he's a good piece to have. It's just at what price tag? Point being, going back originally, like, I don't know where you shop among the rest of the league's free agents. I just don't know where you come up with the money. And should you? Would you be better served to to not match any kind of financial interest that Jawan Taylor is receiving so that you can turn around and address the more problem spot on the roster would seem to be the defense, right? I mean, that's the, that's kind of what I'm sure they're weighing over there. And they're on record. Doug Peterson was on record that he wants Jawan Taylor back on the football team. Evan Ingram, that, that just seemed that just seemed both want that. I mean, unless just some stupid contract comes Evan Ingram's way, I would be shocked that they wouldn't at least franchise Evan Ingram. That's not a huge number because of the tight end position. And so whether or not they can get something long term or not, I would be shocked if Evan Ingram isn't on this football team. Juwan Taylor, I don't know, not so much. We we could stand a running back. Can you afford to to go, you know, you know, David Montgomery is a guy. He's flashed at times. He's a thumper, right? He's a built different from, from Travis Etienne. But, you know, can you afford to do that? Can you really afford to spend free agent dollars on the offensive side of the football? Or do you need to count on, one, development from Snoop Connor and two, spinning the wheel again in round three or four and try and find that, that guy that other teams find? You know, I think of the Algier kid for Atlanta at a heck of a year. You know, there are running backs every year. They're going in that round four, round five, and they're firing. You know, they're popping. What what round did Pacheco go in? Seven. You know, I mean, these are good football players. At that position, man, it's the it's the one that has the most top-end talent being selected low in the draft. 
It's the running back position. I mean, they should they should teach a class on mastering running back evaluation because if you did that, you would have a home run on draft day every every year. Every year they find these guys. Rounds three and four and five and deeper. Good football players. Thousand-yard runners. So I would kind of, you know, think that they wouldn't spend it on a free agent running back. I guess the point I'm, I would keep coming back to is I don't know where you – I mean, is it worth the exercise of looking at the top 50 free agents in the NFL? Can the Jaguars legitimately – and and even a further question, should they be active there? Can they be? I mean, free agency is something that we've looked at so many years, and they just frittered around forever, right? They saved all that money, and then last year, guess what, gang? They spent it. And we saw results. You know, overall, there were a lot of important results from last year's free agency class. We've we've documented the offensive additions, what they meant to the pass game, and we don't even talk about Brandon Sheriff. You almost forget he was part of that class, really the headliner, the highest paid, and he certainly looked like he earned his money, too. On the defensive side of the ball, we signed the leading tackler in the NFL. Say that's a hit. You know, Arden Key, Darius Williams had their moments. You know, the big money they did not get the ROI on, and I don't know what the, this this would mean in the future going forward, how the salary cap, you know, ramifications play out. But Foley Fadakasi, we didn't just, that, that was not a good signing. Just wasn't a good signing. Paid him more money than the Eagles paid Hassan Reddick, guaranteed. So, you know, what do they do there? The defense was an odd one this year, weren't they? Like they would ride the they would ride these short term waves of dominant football, like within the same game. I mean, look at the games this year where you know, look at the Dallas game. Just up and down the field in the first half, scoring at will, and then they shut her down when they have to. But you know what happened during this football season? We talked about it a lot during the first half as they were in all these close games. I mean, the odds are you're going to start winning some, and guess what? Those one-score games was a complete different stat in the second half of the season. But the defense, overall, you're nervous if they have a lead and they're going on the field. You just are. You're nervous. Sometimes that nervousness proved unfounded. See, the, the Chargers game, when they got after them. But... Something's got to be done to get to the quarterback, man. We're spending multiple picks on edge rushers, you know, and if you're not going to call Trayvon Walker an edge rusher, then you shouldn't have taken him number one overall. I'm, ne- I'm never going to back off of that. If he drafted a guy number one overall, it ultimately is a three or four sack guy year to year, but quote affects the game. He ain't affecting it enough. He's not taking the quarterback down. Maybe Trayvon Walker can be that guy. It's concerning kind of the 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 words that they use around him. They almost seem to be setting you up to not expect it. But um I you know, I bring all this up because you know, free agency is only a few weeks. I think it's March thirteenth, maybe. Does that sound right? Combine comes up here at the end of the month, begins at the end of the month, extends, and then pretty sure free agency begins like March 11th, 13th, something like that. Gosh, it'll time up with the uh, players this year because don't look now, but that's just three weeks away, and the hottest golfer on the planet is John Rahm. Rahm has now won three times in the calendar year. It's the fastest of three wins. I think it matched Johnny Miller all time. 
not Tiger or Jack. Or There have been guys that have won more in windows or have had longer win streaks. But to start the year, he won right out of the gates at that Century Tournament of Champions from last season's winners. And John Rahm, remember, came from behind and beat Colin Morikawa there. Won again. A couple weeks back and now, boom. Finishes off L.A., holds off Max Homa. Gets the victory, goes back to number one in the world. And the inter- interesting litmus test now for the for the PGA Tour is going to be see what the Honda Classic is all about this weekend. The other side of these designated events is what what the you know attraction comes from playing a lesser one if you're a great player, and that's what you need. You know, at the end of the day, it's what you need. And it's what the live lacks. It's why it's never going to be a foundational opponent for for the players. They've got names. So does the Champions Tour. You know, at some point, Fred Couples and Phil Mickelson are the same guy as golf entities. Maybe not there yet, but that's where we are. The live offers one guy who would matter. Cam Smith. That's it. Dustin, maybe. You know, Dustin's a young enough guy. But that's it. The re- like, there'll be complaints when the Liv plays this week. Well, it's a non-elevated event for PGA Tour. We'll see how it looks at Honda. Well, it's going to look like the Liv, minus Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson. That's what it'll look like. Which is what yesterday, outside of those top 10 players in the world, and you're going to have interlopers. You'll have guys flare up and make runs. But at the end of the day, the big names were on the display, and John Rahm, one of the biggest. It is... There's a lot of talent out there, man. A lot of names that are percolating on the verge of becoming bigger names. It'll be interesting to see how their seasons play out. Does Max Homa win a major? Will Zalatoris, does he crack into that category? Does Patrick Cantlay win a major? Um, by the way, the guys that I just mentioned, I doubt many will play at Honda next week. But then, you know what? From Tour's standpoint, the next week, it's another designated event with Arnold Palmer. And then the biggest... A regular season purse of the year will be right here at the Players' Championship, and that's just a few weeks away. The question now becomes legitimate. Could we see Tiger play here? Tiger said after finishing off 72 holes where he looked as healthy as possible, barely made the cut on Friday. Look, we left here after the excitement of his opening round. He tanked Friday, I mean relatively, shot three or four over par, Uh, Got to one over, barely made the cut, made the cut on the line, and then he went out on Saturday and had one of the best rounds of the tournament, best rounds of that Saturday. Shot four under par, got it to three under overall. Um, He faded back a little bit yesterday. Did finish under par, though, in playing all four rounds the first time he has played on PGA Tour, a PGA Tour event. Now, he's played some majors since 2020, but it doesn't mean it's, like, excited him to the point that, yeah, I'll see you next week. He has... Serious issues with that body. But you got to just give an A-plus for what we saw. Um, will he play Bay Hill or TPC Sawgrass before the Masters, which he'll definitely play? But Tiger Woods said after his weekend that it just it's who he is. He's going to play the four majors and feeling good enough, may pick or choose another two or three over the course of the year that he he might try and play. Would the Players' Championship fit into that? We've got a flat golf course here. It's not a, gru- it's not a grueling walk. Is it, you know, at, at the end of the day, as prestigious as the players is, if you're talking strictly about Tiger Woods, uh, Tiger will balance how well does playing 
at Sawgrass, if at all, prepare me for the Masters? That's what he will ask himself. Perhaps Tiger would like to not stress his ankle at all between Riviera and Augusta. But it's going to be an even more amazing sight when Tiger does win again, because he will. You see, that's what was lost in this weekend. Tiger's ability to play four rounds of golf and not be, sure, maybe limited, but not be taken out of competition by a failed body part. If he can play golf at the health level that he was this weekend, he'll win again. It might be the Masters in six weeks. That will happen. Now, if he can't play golf and doesn't only play sporadically and has to withdraw from tournaments, all bets are off. I'm telling you that if he can play as healthy as he played the other day, that's just, like he said, that was just rust. The man was out driving the competition all weekend. He's 47 on one leg, hitting it 315 yards on average off the tee and drove it terrifically, especially those last couple and a half days. I mean, put the ball in the fairway. He didn't putt. He didn't putt. He's never putted great on that style of greens called Polana grass or whatever. I'm going deep. But he hit the ball well enough, and the comp- competitive spark uh, hit him a little bit. And if you think that Tiger's just an old, washed-up, ceremonial golfer, I understand your naivete. I do. The goats do it different. Tiger's been the goat since he was a two-and-a-half-year-old on the Merv Griffin show. And the goat is going to have another day in the sun at a podium where everyone goes, how? I don't know if he'll be 47 or 49 or 51 or 58. But if he can get around on a leg just as good as the one that he had this weekend in Los Angeles, he'll win again. He will. I believe that. The putts will will fall. He'll have a week where he doesn't miss half of his six to eight foot putts. He'll have a week where he makes 90% of them. Had he done that this weekend, he'd have been, I mean, honestly, eight to 10 shots better. I know no one makes them all. That's not my point. But, I mean, if you watched Tiger Woods on the 624-yard par 5 11th hole, hit a four iron to a foot with his second shot for a tap-in eagle, that, that's a glimpse of if playing more, more consistently. And, and by more, I just mean if you can play competitive golf six or eight times a year, that edge will be honed more than when you play it not at all, which is what it's been for Tiger Woods for really almost uh, two and a half years now. So uh, anyway, Tiger certainly uh, was was a big part of the storyline that he was just able to play that much. And now we will wait if there is any announcement on on if he could play here. If he plays Bay Hill, I mean, yeah, it'll be he's fun to watch. I mean, the the, the ESPN Plus streaming numbers were through the roof from the Tiger only group, even when he was out of contention. But I, I would, yeah, I'm not putting anything, you know, in stone. I'm not putting down hard money. My opinion is that Tiger will win again. And it most likely will be a major because he's not going to play uh, much more than those. Just to, would anyone at five years ago said Phil Mickelson was going to win another major? Phil Mickelson won last year at 50. That's older than Tiger is now. Yeah, if you don't think Tiger has it in him, to maximize golf for four days in the element that no one has been more pure in than him, then I would disagree with you. I think that he will. Not that he can. I think that he will. I think that Tiger will win another major. Anywho, fun to bounce around. Who's better, LeBron or Jordan? Back with a football fix next. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorcementOnly.com. 
All right, we're back on the Monday morning quarterback. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Your winner in, I guess, what they call overtime now in NASCAR. Race finished under caution. They go to kind of like the instant replay. Barely had him. In fact, I, when do they exactly hit the, the caution button? Like when they when the wreck starts, it looked like Stenhouse maybe in second when that happened. But anyway, uh, no complaints from anyone. Uh, our man E.T. was down there. More on that as we move through this morning um, as well. All right, so... Uh, this is not an endorsement to watch either, but I I think I've determined which of the two unwatchable leagues is most watchable. And I'm talking about these off-season football ventures, the XFL and the USFL. I mean, all this time I've seen the USFL be in pro mode. I guess Fox has that and watching the playoffs and you saw more of that, but it was it was the other venture, the XFL, that actually kicked off this weekend. And to me, it looks like the XFL is the better brand name product. Like, and again, didn't pay a ton of attention, but A.J. McCarron was starting a game yesterday. Josh Gordon had a touchdown catch uh, yesterday. Heinz Ward is a head coach. It just seems like the XFL has a bigger collection of players that have played in the NFL. There are probably some that will, again, has a lot of NFL influence in its coaching staffs and on their rosters. And, you know, I don't, I haven't, haven't, nor will I look at what the USFL is doing or what will, I don't even know when they start, March maybe, but the XFL is going to run from now until like the end of April, pretty much up until the draft, and that's the one that has the Rock, I'll give the Rock hustle points, they had four games this week and a three and an eight each day, my man was at all four, (laughs) the Rock was at all four, he's one of the owners of the league, and so I, I just, you know, it's just awful hard to do, it's awful hard to watch the Chiefs, uh, and the Eagles play a classic Super Bowl next week and then turn it on and get fired up to see Paxton Lynch playing quarterback. Uh, you know, Ben DiNucci, I saw blow a game yesterday. I don't even know what team he plays for. Um, the Cowboys guy, former Cowboys guy. So either way, it's a substandard. But of the substandard, it sure seemed like there was a little more name value pop from what I saw just glancing around the XFL. There's some names there at least, you know, uh, Paxton Litch throwing to Cody Latimer. You know, these guys were teammates on the Broncos. There's a reason they're in the XFL, don't get me wrong, but at least there is some name spark there. Ultimately, that's what makes you watch, isn't it? Right? You got to know the names. There's got to be some familiarity there. Let's uh, fire up a football fix. Brought to you this morning by Pet Paradise, the official pet services provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this guy kind of had just like a, I don't know if it's the bald head or the, the, the just... The persona itself, but John Bonamago is a special teams coach in the NFL. And if you would have asked me before I read the, the story, reminding myself of his bio, if you would have asked me how many years was John Bonamago the special teams coach here in Jacksonville, I would have said I don't know six or seven. Uh, the answer is two, and they were two one-year terms. But uh, John Bonamago is called it a career. I just bring this up. He was the Jags uh, special teams coordinator twice, 2002 and 2012. Worked for a host of other um, NFL programs. Was also a head coach at his alma mater at Central Michigan. And um, as of today, just 59 years old, is retiring from the sports. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones is going to switch agents. The timing on this is interesting uh, because he's going to be looking for a a new contract, either with the Giants or in free agency on the horizon. 
Did not have that fifth-year option exercise last year. That looks like a bad move by the Giants, doesn't it? Oof. Pride of him best to pick that up, seeing how Brian Dayball was able to work with Daniel Jones, who, by the way, is still only 25 years old. Uh, DK Metcalf says the NFL wants to drug test him after he won MVP at the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. He had a double-double. Um, Metcalf shared on his Instagram story Sunday an apparent text from the league informing he's been, quote, selected for a performance-enhancing policy collection on Monday, asking him to contact as soon as possible to arrange in a time and a place to meet. NFL players are subject to random drug tests, but this isn't the first time a notable name has implied the league specifically targets players off of, I don't know, other newsworthy uh, achievements. But, yeah, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 4 blocks in a celebrity game that, quite frankly, if you told me you can watch the celebrity game next year, sight unseen, or the all-star game, I'll go celebrity game. They're trying. I don't know. Something about trying that appeals to me from a sports perspective. Man, it sure looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to be moving on, doesn't it? By the way, are we? I guess we're probably still in the darkness chamber, aren't we? Has he even emerged from that? I don't think he went in until Thursday or Friday. So Yeah, I think he's still there. Yeah, thoughts and prayers with a man that right now flying high on ayahuasca and sensory deprivation. Is that the guy you want to be your next head coach? The re- uh, reports out of Kansas City, the Chiefs are going to tag Orlando Brown Jr. It'd be uh, a second time they've done that for their starting tackle. And early reports out of Washington does not make for a quick, instant, successful impact, you wouldn't think, for new coordinator Eric Bieniemy, as apparently Sam Howell will remain QB1. Howell got in what? Late in the year? And as they sit there now, would be in line, it would seem to be the team's starting quarterback. Now, uh, there's a little thing called the draft. They have the 16th overall pick in limited... Limited play this year, just 57% uh, completion, one touchdown, one pick uh, for Sam Howell, who was kind of thrust into action in that quarterback roulette up there in Washington. That's a football fix. You're welcome. Brought to you by Pet Paradise, official pet services provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Go to PetParadise.com and listen, just this word of warning. Once you take your your best friend to Pet Paradise, he or she not going to want to go anywhere else. But that means job well done. And that's what you get with... Every aspect of Pet Paradise. All right, the Hick and Rival more come your way next. It's Monday morning, quarterback divorce, menonly.com. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know what always spelled backwards is. You know it! Yes, sir! Dirty Deeds. What's up, E? E.T. transitioned this weekend. He went from brother to red. We said to E last week, E, you ought to go to Daytona yeah. when you're all of a sudden he's at Daytona. He does it. I give him credit. He does it. He's there. And I had a blast. You had a good time. What? I knew you would. Boogity, boogity, boogity. That's hilarious. I That's can't cool. wait to go back. What? TNT. Oi. Oi. 
Oi! TNT! I'll tell you Oi! what, TNT was Oi! not dynamite last night. Oh, Snoozeville. You know, I... It's become the pregame warm-ups. That's what you're watching when you watch the All-Star game. You could go to an NBA game, watch them warm up for 20 <sighs> minutes, and see what you see now in the it's, game. It's... There's something going on in sports that frightens me a little bit. And the fans are finally like, you know, I mean, you ask us to pay so much money... You got to perform. I man. think if you're at the game, Dan, I think you're okay with what you saw last night. Are you're you? seeing all that in person. It's the TV part of it to me that's that's unwatchable to me. I, I mean, I gave it ten minutes and said, I, I went I in and out. See all I, I'm going to see. I went back and forth. Yeah, I was, I was actually watching like a Jackie Robinson documentary on MLB Network, which was pretty good. And then I'd go back to basketball, and I swear it was the end of the first quarter, and there was some concert going on. And I, I I said this can't be halftime. I think there was a concert like at the end of. I didn't it see was that. We, I, I didn't notice that. I was, I, maybe I missed it. Maybe I stayed too long on Jackie. I got into I may have not gotten that far, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I may have not gone back. I, just, I mean, it, it was fun when they were hitting. They hit, They had a little spurt there where they kept hitting threes on both old, sides. It's though. I mean, I, yeah. But other than that, then they were missing threes, and I I don't know, man. It, uh, at the end of the I, day, I uh, Dan, at the end of the day, you can best sum it up like this. Yeah. Okay, at the end of the day, if you take 12 of the best basketball players in the world and you put them on a team, there is no player in the world that can score 55 points against them. It's right. impossible if you're trying right. at all. Right. You got 12 right. of the best players in the you world. Three shots or layups all night. Correct. You're either shooting a three or taking a layup. Right. I, and then even at, at Daytona, I, you know, I was a little bit bothered by the by the finish. I don't like how they end. I mean, they it's don't they? Why shouldn't they race to the end? Well, and I asked that question. And they go, well, there's a finish line for a reason, right? And it's not that far away either. And they said, well, they got to get to the drivers immediately. If somebody's hurt, we don't we don't want another Dale Earnhardt. Well, I get that, but... Where was the crash exactly? They said it was in On the turn, back stretch? No, it was Two in Two or three? I think it was in one. One? Oh, so it's right there. Yeah, so yeah. the problem is, if you race to the line, you're going to be... Well, that might ...speeding be. into that, that plot. Yeah, but I, a, I don't... I, it's never good. It's like this, Dan. What if, if this... It's like this. Your football game is... In, your football team is in the back and the fourth game. They trail by three with six minutes to go in the fourth, yeah. and then they call the game. Is well, that, they're ahead. They win. I just think there's a better way uh, to do it. And again... I'd rather start I it also, again. I also, by the way, want to throw this out for those who love NASCAR. And we never talk it except for the Daytona 500. So, again, I am not an expert here. That's, I am merely an observer. Said the same thing at the end of the week. <laughs> I, I am not. I so, one thing I talk about yeah. where those that really know know a lot yeah. more than I do. You know what? I don't know it. I don't know this. I can't keep up with it. It changes all the time. I have no idea why they ran 200 and the most laps in the history of the Daytona 500. We can't have a, a, you know, a green, white, checker finish. Well, uh, I, I throw this out to the guys that know a lot more than me. Uh-huh. I thought about this as a solution. as Because, by the way, sat here Friday with E.T., and I told him exactly how it would end. Mm-hmm. There'd be five laps to go. They'd have a big crash. They'd have right. to do a green, white, checkers. And right. then after the restart, they'd crash again. Yeah. But right. what about this as a possible solution? Mm-hmm. And it's only within the last, say, five laps. Yeah. If you are involved in a caution in the last five laps, if your car makes contact, and I don't care if you just brush up against either another car or the wall, you're out. You park it in the garage and leave seven or eight cars on the track so that you don't... Because, listen, if they kept lining them up last night, they would have kept crashing within two laps. Yeah. You, it's impossible not to. They're yeah. bunched up. They're yeah. trying to make moves. Yeah. They yeah, would just crash over until attrition. You had six guys left anyway. I don't and, know. And the other thing, the other thing again, and I, I hate, I, you know, like E had a great, I think if you go, you have fun. 
right? Woo. If you go, you have fun. You don't unless you're a hardcore. This is my driver guy. You don't care. But if it's your Super Bowl, average guys shouldn't win Super Bowls, and that's what it comes down to in, in that sport. It's, it's there's so much luck involved as to where you are when what happens happens, and and sometimes it's gas, sometimes it's not. But there there just seems to be like if you look at the Daytona 500 winners, the best guy doesn't win the Daytona 500 every year. And I, I don't like that. You know, if it's your Super Bowl, I want the best guys racing. I, I saw if it's the, the if third it's a, straight year for their, like, yeah. 30th or... Thir- yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't. you know... I mean, the guy who won, I best know him for being Danica's old flame. Correct. He went 200 races without winning. Austin Sindrick was a rookie. Michael McDowell won. That's, I, I don't want that. No, Michael McDowell, Austin Sindrick, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., I'm sorry, but... You know, some oh, the underdog wins. Okay, well, if you want to look at it that way, that's cool. And and it's and fair. again, I, I, and, I'll continue to throw out the caveat. I have no idea. Well, on man. the text line, and and because we, yeah, yeah we've seen it. If the rack is in three or four, they will let you finish, and right. we know that. We've right. seen them. We've seen them right. let you do that before. Like if they would have been coming around turn three and that would have happened, they would have finished because they could have raced the line and then slowed up. But if it's at one, you're going to be running into them. All right, right? so. It's Dan time. Just a couple nuggets from the vacation. Yeah. We were wondering uh, how Austin uh, suited you. Bruce was awesome. Bruce as Springsteen. expected. 27 songs, three hours, 73 years old. He doesn't he doesn't sprint down the, the stage like he used to and slide and mm, leap in the bad. air. He doesn't do that. But he, he How old is he I, now? 73. And what's amazing to me is the voice. It never cracks, man. That guy. He always had that raspy. I wonder if that holds itself longer. I, I don't know, but he is he's an underrated singer, too. He's a very underrated singer, but I, I thought he was. Well, he's your favorite one. So yeah, I, I, I thought he was just fantastic. And, you know, they, they're bopping the, the, they got the COVID popping around the E Street Band right now. So the sax guy was out. And then they were in Houston the night uh, two nights before, and the guitarist was out. Did you have any buyer's remorse? I saw a story right after you left that in Tulsa you could get tickets for five bucks to to the box. Really? Yeah. I th- I did. I think that, that was a promotion. I don't think it was come from lack oh, of interest. Oh, but I did. But prices did come down. Yeah. I could have waited and saved a couple hundred bucks, yeah. but whatever. Was it? Here's packed? my point. Was it sold out? Though. Yes. Here and here's my point. Where was it? It was at the Moody Center, which is that the University of Texas? Yeah. Or? It opened a year ago, and my the basketball it, arena is, is the best arena I've ever been in. Wow. I mean, it has. I mean, you want restaurants galore. Inside or outside? Inside. Oh, is oh. it on campus? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, seats, they, they, they don't let the top, for some reason they don't open the top for hoops, so they only seat 10,000. It's a 15,000 seat venue, but it was a terrific venue. Huh. A terrific, terrific venue. It's always but cool it just to go to places a, you've never been It before. just opened a year ago, so, and then uh, Saturday, Texas beat Oklahoma by two in that same venue, but anyway. You should have gone to the game. Um... Yeah, so no, and I'll say I'll tell you why. Because he, he, unlike sports, performed with all his gusto, mm-hmm. with all his heart and soul. He left it out there for us. So that that I appreciate it. So so they told me this. So I I, I did something against the grain, against the Dan Hicken grain. Oh, I've ne- and, and I, I've never done this before. And it, in the end, in hindsight, it's it's. It's stupid, but it makes for a good memory and a good story. Okay. Everybody told me if you go to I Austin, hitchhiked home. If you go to Austin, you got to get Franklin's Barbecue. I'm not a barbecue aficionado. I like, to me, I, but I've had barbecue in Nashville at places they tell me to go to. I've been to in, in 
Uh, me and Ox went to Dreamland Barbecue in Tuscaloosa one time. I went to Dreamland Barbecue. Yeah. Hole in the wall place. Yeah. Probably we, some of the we, best I barbecue I've ever had in my yeah. life. I don't yeah. remember the name of it, but we went to the one in Kansas City. Arthur yeah. uh, Arthur Bryan's Whatever the big in one Kansas was, yeah. City. Right. So I said, okay, Franklin. At that one, E.T., they just plop it right down on a plastic yeah. tray. So they say, you got to go to Franklin. With some wax paper. No plates, no nothing. Plastic tray, wax paper, slop it right so on. So my, my wife had all this down. So I said, okay, let's go. We go. So we go to Franklin's, and they say, it's going to be a long wait. You're okay. going to have to wait. Some people get there like Franklin's Barbecue. Yeah, 6 a.m. I'm like, okay. Now, is this downtown in a restaurant district, or is this out on its own no, somewhere? No, it's kind of out a little Did bit. Did you have to Uber there? We actually, it was a beautiful day, so we walked. Oh. Now, we Ubered a lot, and the Uber system in Austin is, is very good. Yeah. So, Ubers have gotten it more Shout out to too. Uber. Oh, I don't, I don't look at that. <laughs> it's so, free. So, we get there, and sure enough, there's a holding, t- a holding tank, and then there's a line. And I'm like, oh, what do you think? And she, I kind of think she wanted to do it. And I was like, you know what? Let's make it a vision quest. So we got there at 11.02, okay? In the morning. In the morning. It opened, it opened at 11. Wow. See, I've never been to a restaurant that opens at 11 and you don't get right it in. It closes at 4. That's it, huh? Must be good life if you're that popular. Actually, actually, two or three, they said. It depends because they run out. They only have so much. So, <laughs> no, they didn't run gig. out. But anyway. How long did Danny wait for his barbecue standing outside? And uh, what kind of temperatures are we talking about? It was by cold, the way? but it was nice. Like, like walking, cold, like 50s? yeah, jacket cold. Yeah, fifties. It was the first day was really cold. Huh. Like it was too cold. Never to got walked to the Saturday here was at chilly. Night. At night it was cold. Yeah, Saturday here was chilly. We never got cold. We yeah. got like in the fifties, but that yeah. was as low as it went. Um. All right, so you get there at 11 o'clock. 11.02 I got there. For, and, stood in and, line. And you're not allowed to have a reservation. You just get no, in. You, no reservation. You, don't, you put your name on a list ca- or anything? No, I counted. You literally when, when stand I finally, in line like you're going into a movie theater? When I finally got in, I counted about, there's probably 46 places to sit to eat. So it's not, it's a very small place. Wow, so you stand in line, the first 46 get to go in, and then you just have to stand there while they eat and while wait they your eat. turn. And it's pretty quick. But I they mean, literally, you're, you're, you stand in a queue to go in and, yeah. and eat. I've yeah. never heard of such a yeah. thing. That's bizarre to me, except at fast food you but do But I that. keep this, like, I keep this really good attitude for me. Okay. You know, like, I'm I'm okay. Like, we're going to do right, it. I'm going to say. We're uh, going to do but it. But they we're didn't doing. open the doors till noon, so you stood there an no, hour. No, they opened at 11. Okay. Right when I got there. And there was already a line when you got Long there. Long line. I'm going to say that you got seated at 1241. That's a good guess. So by 12 o'clock, I had moved a pretty good amount, and I was like, okay, well, this is it. I can like handle Disney this. Disney World, a barbecue down there. Yeah, I can handle this. I'm going to guess probably 1, 115 will get in. And the guy in front of me says, you know, the guy had been there a couple times, and he's like, yeah, you know, usually, he goes, this line's not moving quite as quick. Usually it's sort of intermittent. It just kind of, this is intermittent. Usually it just kind of flows. I go, well, we ain't flowing. And about 12.30, we hit a log jam. How far out are you? Now we're not even in the holding cell. We're still in the holding cell. There's like a little holding tank outside. Just like Disney. They put you in these places. And then you get inside, and there's a line of 40. Good God, order. It's like COVID testing in the beginning. So I finally sat down. Remember that with COVID? You'd get to the room. You'd think, okay, this is it. And you're on to the next one. I finally sat down. Yeah. I finally (laughs) sat down with my barbecue at... 220. That's just stupid. Three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, we waited. I've yeah. never waited that long in my life for food. For and anything. Then, and then, of course, the food probably had no chance. Because. To be good enough. When I left. Uh, and all they had left, by the way, by the time we got there was brisket and sausage. I'm not a sausage guy. So I got the brisket, which was very. It was good. 
But you know what? You're, like you said, you're not told, aficionado enough for it Here's the problem. The sauces weren't my cup of tea. And so they were too vinegary. So I told my wife, you know, we got out and I said, I'm going to say one word. She said, what? I said, overrated. She goes, what? I go, overrated. This isn't, no way, no hell no. I'll take Bono's right now or Sonny's. Give me my sweet and tangy and I'm happy as hell. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And, and. To me, there's not a big enough difference between the barbecue, like really now, good barbecue. Some, They're all so close. Now, like, you know, my buddies, like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, Hamilton, uh, Three Fingers, and and Murph. Those guys, they go to meat camp. They would, they would taste the little nuances sure. and the differences. It's like people with wine. That's I right. Like I said wine. it. I meat camp. The they went to one time. Yeah, but that's I remember that. That's that was years story. ago. Yeah, but they they are into you know yeah, smoking the, the brisket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's cool. But I just I didn't to me it was good, but it wasn't out of this. And then and they there, listen to and me. And the only sides were slaw and there's and no pinto food beans worth waiting three and. Hours. And potato salad, and they weren't that. I mean, so I was eh. underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Yeah. But apparently, everybody else ain't, because it's like that all yeah. the time. Apparently, I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. never stand in line three hours to eat. Ever, yeah. Ever. But that's ever. my. That's my. So that kind of. I would have not started the process to be honest with you. I got there right. at eleven, and there was a line. Are you allowed to do any recon to walk in without a? You know, to without to like maybe use the bathroom or something and see what you're dealing with. Or is it like you're flying blind? Oh, yeah. No, you could go in there. Yeah, you if would've... I saw that kind of line, E.T., we'd be going to Moe's. Yeah, but Welcome you know what? Moe's. It's the only time I'm probably ever going to be in Austin. Yeah. They all said Franklin's Barbecue. Oh, I got you. I said, you know what? Let's do it so we can say we did it. And you and were in Austin and... three weeks? I mean, three days? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Came see, if I yesterday. was in Austin for three days, and I kid you not, I would eat Mexican six times. That's what I would do. I would find the different Mexican joints. Yeah. We had a lovely meal with uh, uh, Mr. Ten. Oh, he came over. Five O. Yeah, they were visiting... Uh, her son at Texas State, which is just 30 minutes away. So we had a nice little breakfast with them one morning. So it was cool. Yeah. I just saw Texas State in a... Armadillos. In a highlight for something. <laughs> that the mascot, Armadillo? No, that was the movie, right? Oh, no, it's a was guy. It? Oh, here it is. You'll like this. I'm pretty sure it was the Texas State kid, but uh -huh. a, a kid, his first three at-bats hit three homers. Oh. Like, he hadn't batted. He batted, like, oh. Saturday night, he hit one, and then yesterday like he hit that. two. Well, our one-to-one -one financial poll question of the day, and I, I just thinking of this... Who's your favorite NASCAR driver? I was just curious. And we have not gotten at Dan Hicken if you want to I don't to think I have one anymore. You know, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I've got, I told you I've gone with the uh, uh, Ross Chastain, yeah. the guy who slammed Ross, that, was, that was my boy, Rick Ross Chastain. We gave we, oh. we came oh, up with yeah, him. Yeah, didn't know. Yeah. yeah. We, had a, we came up with a. Yeah, Ross Chastain is up. my guy. He's, okay. he's, he, he's watermelon. Watermelon farm. He smashes watermelons when he wins. He also slammed his car into the wall to win last year. Oh, he did a he did yeah. a he did the right. video we, game. Yeah, we talked about it. He fired it in the wall and he shot by everybody. So anyway, they have now uh, uh, outlawed that move, by the way. But but the, but the most popular driver every year and winning on our poll is Chase Elliott. Yeah, Chase Elliott. What is it with those Elliots? Man? I love them. It's crazy. So Chase Elliott, uh, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin were the boys that I came up with. The, yeah. the big names that I thought of. But there are others. Sure. A bunch there's, of them. Yeah, there's there's no, you know, I don't. I, Kyle Larson is kind of the. Seems like the guy who yeah. could be, you know, make a run on a lot of wins and stuff like that. He won a lot a couple years ago. Yeah, I know that. So sure. anyway, uh, yeah, we got a lot to do today. It'll be a busy day. It's a good Monday. There's a lot of football news percolating too. Again, it's the quarterback uh, roulette wheel is spinning like crazy. The the buzz out of Green Bay is that AA Ron ain't going to be there. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. So we'll discuss that and more uh, in the ten minute drill. Oh, we have uh, breakfast with Pacelli coming up at eight too. Oh. Off season edition of that. Oh, so thanks wonderful. for being up and Adam with us. If you don't have today off as a holiday. Uh, Hick, what about class today? Do you get a day off today from class? <gasps> Do I or not? 
melding what? young minds. Oh, I'll need, I'm going to need somebody on. I, you know, I see we have a, I, I'm confused I think here. It looks like there's some sort of new text line here, so that may yeah. take me a couple months yeah, to figure will. out. No, I've, I've figured, you'll, <laughs> you'll get it figured out. It's not as hard as it looks. I'll show you, and, and then you'll get it done. All so, right. we'll do that, but if somebody could uh, alert me, I do believe we have class today. I'm under the, I think I think that uh, UNF does have class on President's Day while all the other schools and stuff around town, you know, don't. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't go then and just in protest. Well, you know, I mean, if you want to be a a forerunner, you know. <laughs> all right, this is the drill. We've got the 10-minute drill. When we come back on the other side, it's the Monday morning quarterback divorce. Menonly.com. Hit it. All right, sports concepts and rationalizations coming your way. Uh, we call it the 10-minute drill. At the end of the drill, we like to hand out a prize pack. E, do we have anything on the docket today, friend? Yeah, we got a little something-something, man. We got a pair of tickets to Electric Light Orchestra. ELO, baby. ELO on Tuesday, February 21st at the Florida Theater at 8 p.m. Holla at your boy. Yes, sir. So be kind, be courteous, be correct. Uh, we'll do that at the end of the segment as we ease into uh, the offseason. We talked a little bit about the quarterbacks Uh where does Carr end up? Do the Jets, if you're the Jets, do you go hard after Carr? Or do you wait for Crazy Man to emerge? Oh, I suppose I would rather have Aaron Rodgers for whatever. I, I mean, is there you have any confidence Derek Carr is going to be a difference maker wherever he goes? Derek Carr had a terrible year this past year. And his whole career, but he's, his, he's had a lot of been had a lot of. He's been on the Jets for ten years and they haven't won anything. Yeah, they're just calling them the Raiders and stuff. Yeah, but he'd be an upgrade at that position for, for sure. the Jets. For so, sure, I don't. I, the, the the everything I'm reading about a Aaron is that he's gone plum loco and he's not as committed to football anymore, and that's part of the problem. And he, I, I read and guys that you know he's like, in a darkness chamber. Well, yeah, that's all you need to know. But like Breer is pretty connected to the Packers, and they're ready to move on. And then there's this guy Bob McGinn, longtime Milwaukee dude, and he said he thinks the Packers are done with him and. So, I don't think it's necessarily we're waiting for you, Aaron. When you come back, we're going to tell you, yeah, we're ready to move on. Yeah. This is, this is you know. And don't you and, know. And listen, when you hand them $50 million and then you don't show up for the offseason stuff, that's a little frustrating. And you lost, and you didn't win. And you didn't win. And you, and you really kind of pitched a complaint about not having, not be, the receivers not being good enough and all this when you came strolling in like Nick Cage. No, he's still a really good, you know. I, he's a good player. I but know. He's, I, I know. I don't, I'm not, I, I said this, I'm going to stick by what I said when the season ended. There's not uh, a free agent quarterback out there that scares me coming to the AFC. I heard, I heard this one um, over the weekend. I hear things. If the Ravens, oh, just reading and such. If the Ravens, as expected, franchise Lamar, that somebody may be willing to Give up two ones to get Lamar Jackson. The Falcons are the team that's are they? often linked to him. Well, why don't they? If I'm Atlanta, I would. Sure. Yeah. Would you bad. give up two ones for yeah, Lamar Jackson? Of course I would. Yeah. Without thinking. Mm -hmm. Happily. Mm -hmm. If you're any good, you can make hay with rounds two through seven. Yeah. Right? I right. mean, the Falcons have been drafting in the high in the first forever. Have, what's, what do they got to show for it? That's yeah. most teams. Yeah. A little bit of the upside down world, though. I was looking a little deeper into the Super Bowl odds. Mm -hmm. Three teams with 25 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Jags, the Jets, and the Lions. Wow. wow. How times have changed. Wow. I guess the Jets, there's this assumption they're getting A-Rod. Yeah. Or somebody. Or at least insurance against if that happens. We're yeah. not going to. Well, they're going to get. Oh, by the way, Tiger nearly hit that top 20. We're talking about how what a dumb bet it would be to bet Tiger, oh. right? He was only five to one to be what top twenty sixth, yeah, twenty eighth maybe or twenty sixth, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I play devil's advocate. I'm, I'm not. I'm not 
there's no chance, but I'll, I'd play devil's advocate against you that he'll win again. And 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 it wouldn't shock. He's done it. He's always fooled us. So, but man, oh man, I, I just you know, forty eight, and, and and I think it's his reality that's gonna. I mean, four majors and a and a maybe a couple more tournaments a year, and that's here's it. the way I look at it. Yeah. Okay. And I I I, I think comparisons are. Are fair. I think things are likely to happen in sports that have happened in that sport in the past. Mm-hmm. But John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Spieth, and Thomas—they mm-hmm. were all playing, weren't they, at Harbor Town a couple of summers ago? Mm-hmm. When Phil Mickelson at age fifty won a major. If Phil Mickelson can win a major at fifty, yeah. If my guy can get around as good as he got around this weekend, mm-hmm. he'll win one too. He'll have a he'll have a weekend where Phil he, wasn't on one leg. Doesn't matter. He outdrove. He he hit the ball further than Phil did that week. Yeah, but the whole his problem was the putting. Hick, if you I watched yeah. every shot he took all weekend. Yeah. If he putts, he shoots ten under. Yeah. And he's right in the in the mix. He putted pretty good when he, I was watching. Well, him. you caught him on a hot streak at the end of Thursday, and that's yeah. the only time he putted good all weekend. All right. Well, Saturday he made a few. Yeah. But I, but, I just I don't I don't I don't I know, hear you. Man. I don't know. I bet. would have doubt. I just don't. Of course, if you, you said yay or nay, I'd probably say nay. Yeah, I just I'd think it yay. takes so much. I don't out of him. I I, <sighs> I don't. I yeah. think he's the best in the world at what he does, and he'll have a he'll have a week or two where it's bottling and firing on all cylinders, and then he'll he'll grind out a win like he's done so many times. That would be awesome. Yeah, no but one would have picked it. By the way, I feel he's, I feel, he's no less likely than when he was coming off all those other injuries. Remember the back? We saw he couldn't chip over a pond because his back locked yeah. up so bad. I feel almost, in a way, not angry with him, but, like, cheated. Like, I mean, when I— Should have got a driver. And I don't mean a tailor-made. Yeah. Should have had somebody uh, drive him around. When, you I make read, that- when I read that this was his first round under par since 2020 or whatever it was— well, he hadn't played, though. I know, but that's what I mean. Those, yeah. those are three years in his—that in, in, should have been vintage Tiger— Chasing Jack, adding on, winning tournaments. Well, I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. He still outlasted most. I'm I mean, bummed. he was 47. I'm, he played a lot of years. I know. That's what I think. I think he's. I think. I don't know. I just. I don't think it's going to happen. I. I. I hope I'm wrong, but I would. Tiger was T45. Oh, T45. Yeah. So he felt he was 28th going into yesterday. Oh yeah, he didn't have a great round. But I mean, I mean, but okay. He had a magical, like a magic, like you're asking for 72 yeah, holes. I, I don't, I just I, don't know a, if he can do not it. Not a big ask. Yeah. What do you think he'll be at the Masters this year? Honestly, what do you think? I'll bet you a hundred dollars he's in the top ten, right now. I'll take sight unseen with the leg and hundred dollars. Well, I'm being the I bet you a hundred dollars. Oh. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I don't want to literally bet you anything. I bet he's in the top yeah, ten I, in Augusta. I, I don't think yeah, so. I know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't win anything if, yeah. when he is. Yeah. But I would bet that he will be. Yeah. And and by the way, Tiger on. I like those bets where you say, I'll give you yeah. if he does. I can't. Yeah. And by the way, your your Gator bet is so toast, it's not even. It wasn't a bet. That was an offer. Well, not, not your, your freebie. Your Gator yeah. freebie, I yeah. should say. I took it. Why wouldn't I? But I mean, as bad as old 47-year-old Tiger Woods uh, played today, I mean. Yeah. Who's your guy from the Bahamas? What's his name again? Taylor. Yeah, Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah, he's an MC Hammer is what he is. Uh, uh, Adam Taylor. Scott, Adam Hadwin. Uh, they were all worse than Tiger this weekend. Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, Hideki Matsuyama. He beat all those guys, Hick, which is yeah. b- just blowing in with the win four days before it started. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and play this week. Wait till he spends a week and a half, and he can get around as good as he did this weekend, getting ready for Augusta. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take my chances here in, in six weeks, by the way. All right. 
Well, yeah. The, yeah. the sooner he does it, the better. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, what, what I marveled at he seemed was the like, health. He got around. He did not yeah. drag that leg like he has been. Not, I don't think it's getting any better. I don't know if it's no. wrapped tighter or it's whatever. Not getting any, he said his foot was smaller. So, yeah, it has gotten better. Uh, That's what he said. Uh, you know, it's, it's the he preparing. says a lot of things. <laughs> it's the preparing. It's the prepping for that that, that is yeah. hard and the coming off of. That's yeah. what he has to commit to. And that's why he's only playing eight. I don't think it's – he doesn't think he can get around for the 72. You I'm, say eight. I don't know how you get to eight. It could be six. Or, okay. We'll see. You know, who knows? It's interesting, though. It does put at least um, the question in the realm, and that is will he play players? Yeah. You know, if there are a couple of three extras I, he would play. I don't think he would only – the only reason he would is is if it's – Does it get you better for Augusta? Right. That's because, the only reason. Yeah. Because I get the feeling it takes a lot out of him, and he's never been – I mean, he said it. He's a gimmicky. He does, he's not a he's not a strong fan of that course. No, I know. He never has been. So, I, I wonder if there isn't just a little bit by implication being your your the first year of your you know your premier tour event that your premier tour player be there. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know if you don't put pressure on Tiger. I just wonder if he carries a little bit of that just because of how outspoken he's been during this you know mini little. Uh, separation. The PGA Tour held their guns and they won. I mean, they have not lost any of, like, the, there's one player that's compelling on live, and that's Cam Smith. He's the only one that week in, week out can play with the, that big nine or ten that we saw, you know, this weekend. He's the only one. Dustin get him every now and then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And outside of that, it's this, there ain't no difference in Keith Mitchell and, you know, Thomas Peters or Abraham Answer or any of these other. I mean, Thomas you know, Peters. Whatever. To the Correct. Like, that's what I mean. Your whatever. big grabs are, it's yeah, it's over. Yeah. The Aces, though. I mean, Bubba continues to tell me the Aces are like the Lakers. <laughs> when does Liv in start? The Bahamas, I'm in the Bahamas. They keep asking me about. Uh, they. I will say this very smartly. We'll start this week, oh, which is the non-designated yeah. event. It's going to be probably the lowest uh, from an interest level that the PGA sure. Tour will be all year. And so to have that there waiting for him at the CW, it's got to be pretty daunting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go Aces. I think uh, – Spring training baseball begins this week. Does I'm it? Not mistaken. It's good. Braves begin their march. Oh. You know, the only thing with Atlanta is this, man. What's your big note out of camp early? For Atlanta? Yeah, what's the buzz? What's the, the buzz is that the buzz is Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson. Yeah, Ian Anderson. Throwing well. Well, he went through a bunch of stuff, psychological or not, but yeah. He's oh, throwing. Ian Anderson was one who was so good in the postseason yeah, but yeah, disappeared yeah. last well, year. Correct. He got yeah. sit down and never yeah. came back. Okay. That Ian Anderson. They expect yeah. him to be in the rotation? Well, I, he, he's certainly in contention for a rotation spot. Uh, Soroka is back, and arm-wise is as healthy as he's been. Mm-hmm. Now he's had a ham, you know, looks like he's one of those guys. Um, but, uh, the, the you know, the big question, really, from a personnel st- the Staff's going to be fine. They got six or seven arms, and they got two or three top ends. They're fine pitching staff-wise, and the bullpen is still a strength. It's, you know, is Grissom ready to play short? That's and you've the tur- question. You've turned over. You, know, you, you you filled Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson. Matt Olson's not as good as Freddie Freeman, but he's got certain things that he does as well. Yeah. Is is Marquise Grissom, you know. Or Vaughn Grissom. His son. I'm sorry, Vaughn Grissom. I've tried to I've, – I've called him Marquise. That's – that's yeah. <laughs> Vaughn Grissom. Is he ready to, to be that guy? I don't know. He's like five years old, bro. He's literally played like T-ball last year. He's, he's a like, youngster. Oh, he's like 20 or 22. All right. Or, All right. So we'll see. That that to me is and, – and if it's not, you know what they'll do? Then they'll they'll put RC in there and go get someone. That's what they'll do. 
right? That's what it oh, yeah. will do. At the break, they'll go find whatever the best shortstop right? is who's not going to resign, and they'll plug him in, and they'll do it that. But they're engaged, and they're, you know, like uh, Riley and Acuna and Albies were all uh, reported ahead. The only guy who didn't is our, your boy Ozuna. I'll be there when I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. You do you. I wish they'd have kept Duvall. I really do. I wish. Where would he end up? Nowhere? <sighs> Where? Nowhere? No, no. He signed with someone. Uh, the Red Sox, maybe? Yeah, it might have been the Red yeah. Sox. You're right. Yeah, I remember being in a place that it didn't bother me that he ended up. That's probably who it was. Anyways. Let's see. I'm yeah, Red sure. Sox. Yeah. One-year deal. Yeah. He's a very underrated part of that magical year. You know, the, the Solaire and Rosario got a lot of the, the, the yes. you know, attention. Duval had big moments in that postseason as well. Did you watch any DeG- last I, saw, I did see DeGrom is hurt already, so. <laughs> I'm not. I, God bless him. I, nah, I hear you. I can't go through that. Not I mean, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I I don't know uh, why anyone would pay him all that money. I didn't I, want to. Uh, yeah. Right off the rip. Right man. off the rip. Can't make the first workout. I mean, tightness. I mean, uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll keep it rolling. Um. Did the XFL, did you give it, give well, it no, a try? I, the only thing that I would say about the XFL is I would measure it against the USFL, and it seems to be the one that has the bigger names that would attract you. There are former NFL players that I are in the league. I thought this in watching some. I saw like two or three games, just spots of them. I thought this. There is a limit on quarterbacks who are really good. <laughs> huh? I'll tell you yeah. what I mean when we sure. come back. Yeah. Uh, right now, ELO coming up in a couple weeks, next week. When is it, E? February 21st, ELO this in the week. Bitty. That's right. Holy cow. So come uh, kind, come courteous, uh-huh. come correct, 641-1010, and you can go see ELO, courtesy of 1010XL, and E Holla puts at the boy. E in the LO. Come on. This was not one of the 27 songs, but have, that's okay. I had one job to pick one of the 27 yeah, I could tw- pick. He's got a lot of great songs. This was not one of them, but I tell you what, man. And I know I gush about the guy because he's my favorite, but the music is so, the the band is so good. And it's just the basic instruments, man. It's saxophone, it's drums, it's guitars, it's horns. It's just so, I I, I just love it. You said they had no sax player. Did they have a replacement sax player? Yeah. Uh, uh, The big man's nephew was the new member of the E Street Band. The big man passed a few years ago. I mean, a lot of these guys are in their 70s, you know. I mean, so, and so, uh, but the big man passed a few years back, and his nephew uh, took over, but his nephew had COVID. But they had a dude come in. He was awesome. He, right. he knew all the. Sounds like he had a good time. He hit it all. So, uh, yeah, I watched a little of the XFL. Uh, some of the quarterback play was sketch. Guys I've never heard of. I just, it, what, it, I don't know, man. It well, just, actually, I mean, I, the, the, Two games that I watched, I saw. I think I saw two pick sixes yeah. and and two different games. I well, said I've seen ben, ben DiNucci is the kid who got who made starters for the Cowboys. Yeah, he was one of the starters. Okay. Uh, AJ McCarron. Okay, was one of the starters. Him. I didn't see either of those guys. Paxton Lynch. Okay, was a starter. Okay, and then again, but think about who I you're saying. These are guys who are never going to play in no, the league. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. I, 100%. The only yeah. one who might can make it back as a backup will be McCarron. I mean, he's the only guy that's yeah. got any kind of skill set to do that, I think. And then the guy that I liked, I think he was from Jacksonville State, but that Brandon Silver's kid. Remember that name? Oh, yeah. You yeah. loved him. Yeah. You were high on him. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. Yeah. Scouted him out. When we were when we were trying to find a quarterback anywhere, that was like my Minshew, basically. Yeah. yeah. Do we think that, I don't know why I'm even asking this, but uh, Josh Gordon, like the physical ability. No. Here's why I say no, E. Because five teams gave him that chance the last two or three years, and he's not been able to do anything. Was it because of his, his ability, though? It has to be. Why okay. would it not be? He's been in the league yeah. active for like two or three years, bouncing from That's team true. to team, doing nothing. So, yeah. I mean, at some point, Josh Gordon's flash in the NFL pan was 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. And there's been a lot of mileage on that cat in between then and there, right? So, I don't, you know, listen – is it just outrageous that he does find a team and catches 70 for 1,000? I guess that's possible, but I don't know if the XFL... Martavis gonna... Bryant was also playing. That's another one. Yeah, that's another yeah. one. And the XFL has the like the, the NFL tie-in coaches like... Um, yeah, Rod Heinz Woodson Ward. I saw. Rod, uh, Heinz Ward, okay. you know, and there, uh, there were some others too. Yeah. I don't know, man. The, we'll my get... favorite was Ricky Prohl's kid has two had caught two touchdowns, and Ricky Prohl's the wide receiver coach for that team. Oh, that's cool. So seeing him do that, Ricky Prohl's oh, kid looks fun. like he could be a little, one of those little slot receivers in the NFL. I'm sure, guys. I bet you, when all said and done, <laughs> yeah, there'll, might be, there'll be forty or, or fifty yeah. guys who get a get a cup of coffee. You know, like yeah, a shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, and maybe one or two end up as a starter somewhere because they just haven't been. One of the games. Seen. Might have been yesterday. If you're the Jaguars, you're well served, though. Maybe if you could find the best corner in the XFL or the best rush end, you know, I don't. One of the games yesterday, they were telling me uh, there was like a, it was an, they're so glad to get away from that side of the field. I was like, okay. It's still. At least they're playing in their cities, though, right? Yeah, and you got to, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm not sure that wasn't the USFL that was doing that. I think the XFL is back for the first time. Like the first of the XFL we've seen. It was the USFL that okay. played last year and played them all in Birmingham, I think. I think you might be right. Yeah, and this XFL, I will the hustle. Is the USFL coming back too? Yeah, it's back in like two weeks. Okay. I think the XFL. That's what I need. My more. point is, I think the XFL, though, has more name recognition. It seems to be more Let me tell you about mainstream the than the USFL. When it was coming out a couple years ago, we all picked teams. I don't remember what team I picked. Yeah, I don't remember if that was XFL or if that was that. I think it was XFL because those those... Those nicknames seemed familiar to me. But anyway, it is what it is. All right, so while I was in, uh, real quick here, guess somewhat celebrity sighting in the airport. I took a picture and tweeted it out. Jeff's not on Twitter, so he doesn't know. Yeah, no e- idea. E's clue to you is, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring. I'm like, By the way, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just looking at the USFL. Uh-huh. But, but then we'll move on. Yeah. But they're, one of their teams is coached by Mike Nolan, another by Mike Riley, Ray yeah. Horton. Those are NFL guys, right? Todd Haley's coaching Memphis. John DeFilippo, remember him? Sure. Flip. JD. Uh, he's with the New Orleans Breakers. And then the better players uh, that they list here. You know, again, we're not talking uh, uh, your boy, Jace Sternberger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but their quarterbacks are that Alex McGow guy. I don't mm-hmm. know, Kyle Lauletta. Yeah. You know, James. Oh, I saw... Um, Another quarterback, uh, Derek King. Yeah, Derek King. He was quarterback. Yeah, all guys are never going to play. It looks. I'm looking. Uh, Robert Kimdichi would probably be the biggest name on here. You reckon? It, it, it looks to me like the other guys, the XFL has the better name value and better talent. But yeah. all right, well, we got Big Bo coming up, so we'll I guess know, the celebrity okay. sighting here, and we'll right, come so. back. It's uh, we'll do it after Tony. All right, but we got breakfast with Selly, to... and he gets a little ornery if we don't yeah, get him close to the eight o'clock fair. hour. This will. This may take. He'll time. be in a good mood today. Okay. Yeah. 
Good. He got a nice like, downtime R and R this weekend. Oh, wonderful! I saw him Friday, and mm-hmm. he was, you know, he was just overjoyed with the fact that he was just going to have a nice, quiet, empty house for the next couple of days. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. I think we can all appreciate that, <laughs> can't this we, guys? It's where he resides now, Canton Place. Bring in the big fella, Tony Baselli. Breakfast with Baselli. Good morning, Tone. Morning. How I ex- are you doing? I expect you today to be just as as relaxed and refreshed and jovial as you've been. <laughs> what? Why is that? Because you got a nice little decompression weekend. That's why. Uh, it was a good weekend. Yeah, yeah it was that's what I mean. You got to just kind of, you know, just kind of refresh yourself, replenish, refuel. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I worked. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, last. I mean, that's not the last. 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 No, I was, saw you. You were going to try to do absolutely nothing for forty-eight. I thought maybe you oh, accomplished no. that. Well, but the good news is this: it was work that I needed to get done, and no one was here, so it was like relaxing. I did it. You know, I got up, I did my stuff, got a workout. Nice. You know, did a little work, watched a little golf. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was uh, very relaxing. It Good. was not stressful. Well, there you I go. Hit, That's kind of what I meant. Golf. So perfect. Took my son to hit some golf balls yesterday after we went to church, went to lunch, sure. hit the club, and then hit balls for a little bit. Club so, guy now. Club guy. It, not really. It's the first time I, I. I bet you that's the first time I've done that in a year. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've. I don't think I have gone to the golf course. I bet you it's true in over a year. Um, to grab like a meal and hit just golf balls, right. or just hit golf balls. I can't remember the last time I just went to a golf club. It was more father son time. Is you'd what rather you're play? Yeah. Well, I do. Well, I don't really play very much, as you know, Jeff, uh, as well. Um, but yeah, but it was just you know, I had a. You know, yesterday afternoon was the uh, girls flag football like a combine the Jaguars hosted, which uh-huh. was awesome. Uh-huh. Like they had, I guess I did not know this, but in college, there's uh, women's uh, flag football. Some colleges have that. And oh. so the Jaguars did this great uh, showcase uh, okay. for high school girls, or I should say high school young women, um, uh, at the flex field, and they had like a combine, and you know a bunch of parents were out there. But I guess there's a handful of college coaches, and oh. so uh, young ladies from around the first coast went out there did a combine. So I went out to that yesterday afternoon, and then uh, watched the rest of the golf. So it was yeah, it was a very uh, it was a great weekend. I really enjoyed it, not doing anything. Which, uh, uh, let, let me uh, I'll say this about the Jaguars too, uh, when it comes to that Tony, because it should be noted, I think they're like if not the best, one of the top franchises uh, in the NFL in in terms of their relationships with the high schools. They do an unbelievable job with uh, – they have a 7v7 tournament in the yeah. in the summer. They honor the, the high school football players. Now they're doing girls flag football. They have really – that part of it, whoever's in charge of that uh, does a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean th- – Yes, they do, and I believe today at the stadium. Yeah, and I don't know. They have like know. a media day today and some other well, stuff. Well, they well they have a, and I they think have games uh, all week. Yeah, flag. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 flag football day for uh, for women. Yeah, uh, or I think it's high school age uh, young ladies. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have a whole term day, and it's just. The Jaguars do an amazing. I mean, I think the Jaguars do an amazing job since they got here in '95 when mm-hmm. Wayne was the owner. I mm-hmm. think they still do an amazing job in the community now that Shad's the owner. Um, and they're really committed to, to your point, Dan, uh, working with high schools. Yeah, they uh, do a great job. 
really sporting that. And then really one of their big things is to grow the game of football. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you know, obviously for, you know, young men playing football in high school or, you know, other stuff like that to grow the game on that side, but young women too. And it was, it was amazing. Number one, some of these young ladies at the, at the, uh, showcase are amazing athletes. And, uh, like I told them, I said, man, I could have used some of these, uh, some of these ladies when I was coaching high school football, they caught the ball better than some of the guys that we coached. Uh, and so it was, uh, so yeah, it was good. The Jags do a great job though. Stand to your point. And I think, and I hope I don't get this wrong. I think it was the second largest, uh, women's uh, flag football event, like what the Jaguars did. I know. I'm telling you that, the, and, and their seven v seven last summer was just like that. They're yeah, I, it, they're like the lead, and it's Adriel. I won't get his name right, but it's Adriel. Adriel. Adriel is the yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know if Adriel is like the mastermind behind the yeah. whole thing, but he, he's the one really driving it. Yes, and was there yesterday, and yeah. and uh, he does a great job, yeah. and uh, really. Really, under Whitney, who's you know over the foundation and community uh, mm-hmm. community partnerships, mm-hmm. and Chad uh, Chad Johnson yeah. as well, obviously overseeing every, all the operations. So they have a good team and they do good stuff, and uh, it was fun. It was it was it was cool. We got to speak to the young ladies for a few minutes, and uh, it was fun to see their enthusiasm. It was. Uh, I told them that I think my sister. Was it uh, my little sister Jennifer was a pioneer mm-hmm. in uh, women playing football? Oh, uh, because uh, she never played flag officially or any real official football. But uh, I forced her into the backyard to be my tackling dummy <laughs> as we were kids growing up. Sure, and she I'm sure she forced. loved that. It was she was wasn't like you were forced. six feet two fifty either. You know, yeah, she was forced to play uh, football in the backyard with me because uh, we needed bodies, and she was at home. So I said, Jen. Get your rear end out there. You're playing, Oof. which usually ended in tears um, for both of us because me causing tears to her, and then my dad taking care of me. Sure, we're mm-hmm. calling, uh, making me. That's well, he should. I brought tears to my little sister's eye. That Tone, was kind of how it worked. Hey, Tone, if you're president of a team, would you rather have right now Aaron Rodgers or one of the other guys who are going to, you know, be available, like a car or a Jimmy G or someone along those lines? Oh man, that's a great question. Because do you want? I, I mean, we know what Aaron Rodgers can do, but I've, I've, and again, you're you're national guy, so. But I, just in reading up on, it, I hear the whispers. They, Packers weren't real happy with him last year, uh, skipping off season stuff. They, and I get it. They paid him a ton of money. They said he maybe maybe not in the best of shape, things like that. So I'm just curious. What, well, I mean, he didn't play great last year. Yeah, and he didn't play great, right? So where where are you? You get to you get to decide. You got a young team. You got a lot of good players. You need a quarterback. You need a you need a veteran. You're the Jets. Well, who are you taking? So, Aaron Rodgers is still the most talented of that group mm-hmm. if he's focused and if he wants to play. Mm-hmm. And so somehow you he's in a cave to, right now, Tone. Uh, he's in a cave <laughs> in silence. In he's darkness. also hallucinating on ayahuasca. Yeah. Well, he's also he's a, 39 years old. You know, I think Brady has thrown us all out of whack. He's thrown our perspective off on what quarterbacks can do at age. There's also the worry, if you get Aaron Rodgers, that you're getting a 39-year-old on the other side of his career, and the 26 and 12 that he just gave you last year is going to go down to 20 and 14 and it's get progressively worse, you know? Yeah, but if you look at Aaron Rodgers in the back half of the season, he started playing well. Mm-hmm. It was almost like he, to Dan, your point, he didn't, and I was, I'm not, I don't know this for a fact, but if, 
you know, based on the play, it was a team he was uncomfortable with because he had a bunch of young guys. Now, in fairness to Aaron, some of the young guys didn't play well early. Right. And, and once they got kind of in a rhythm, you know, they got playing better, and they were pretty good in the second half of the year, but they just right. started so poorly. I think they lost five or six in a row. Right. Um, so you saw at the, you know, called the back half that he still can play. The last I, game I really of the year, the last, I, I think, hey, no, Tone, think, Tone, yeah. to yeah. be fair, the last game of the year, they were home against the Detroit Lions, not known for their defense. He went 17 to 27, a touchdown, a pick, and a QBR of 38. That's because That's it was fair. a playoff That's game, in essence. Right. So and, 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 and the week before <laughs> against Minnesota, the Packers won, the team won more. His highest rated game as a passer in the last six games was uh, was 95.7. And overall, five touchdowns, three picks. I mean, well, I worry about it. I mean, that's fair. You yeah. brought up facts because that was my impression. I, I'm with you. I, I was surprised no, no. when I looked at these. And he yeah. had some better statistical games than those five. But the actual correlation with their winning, I think the defense started playing better and they the ran the ball. Played, I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah, the defense played well. Aaron Jones got going and uh, Dylan. He would scare wow. me. I mean, I would hope for one year. This Whoever gets Aaron Rodgers, I feel like they're getting Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan. It no, feels like his arms. Okay. His arms all right. I yeah. guess my question would be, you know, if I could use some Jedi mind tricks on mm-hmm. Aaron post uh, cave visit, <laughs> and I don't know, darkness don't know, retreat. The, Tony's on a darkness, darkness retreat. retreat. Yeah. Yep. If I could get look him in the eyes and was convinced that mm-hmm. he really wanted to play, right. I, I still think of the group that you said he's the most talented. Yeah, me so. too. I would take uh-huh. him over Derek Carr, to be honest, even if it's for a year. Like, if you're the Jets and you're well, just I'm trying to. G- I'm, t- I'm taking Jimmy G if it's not. I'm taking Jimmy G over. Over uh, Carr. Over Carr. I am. Okay. Uh, and, you know, talking about Aaron Rodgers, he won one Super Bowl, played in another one, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Two Super Bowls, won one. Um, no, I think he. Did he go back to a Super Bowl? Or did he just play? I think he's he played in the one. one. He's never been back, Tone. Yeah, he's playing one. Yeah. So he's underachieved. Have, he's had an underachieving career to be as good as he is. They've been the one seed a lot of years. They've had good teams. He has failed in the in the biggest spotlight. It, it will it, Aaron Rodgers had a chance to be, I think, remembered among the top five quarterbacks up there with the Marinos and Montanas and, well, and Brady's and didn't win. That, uh, is, is is he Dan Marino, Jeff? Because remember Dan went one. I think Marino's better. I think Marino would be recognized as Four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, but but that's a good comparison, Tone, yeah. The general thought will be he should have been to more. I think that's For fair sure. to say. Yeah, because he I had good teams. They lost, in Green, yeah, they lost as a number one seed so many different times and such. Yeah, yeah, he was not great in the playoffs. I guess that's fair. Or his teams weren't. When they had the number one seed, had these great years, were the favorite. They multiple times couldn't close the and deal. And by the way, a lot of good quarterbacks, the teams are better. A lot of good quarterbacks that happens to. That's what's so impressive about this young group. Like yeah. Josh Allen and Burrow and Mahomes are all great in the postseason. Their team doesn't win all the time, but right. they're playing really good at yeah. that time of, yeah. of year. Yeah, I mean, because Marino, I think we would consider him one of the greatest of sure. all time. Um, he didn't have the number one seed, uh, you know, and it was such a different game back He didn't then. have the I mean, MVPs that, that – he changed the game, but one thing I said about him, Tony, is that we talked about him last week. One of the things that always struck me is, you know, they went to the Super Bowl and they lost to San Francisco, and he was young, 23, 24, right? Second year. And he, I guarantee you when that game was over, he's like, well, we'll be back. I mean, you That's know, right. and, and he, he never, never got back. So when you get there, man, you have got to, I mean, obviously, but you, 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 
you hate to lose. You know, you never know. You just never know. Hey, you would have bet the farm that Dan Marino was with Duper and Clayton and those guys was going to be back to uh, multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. So I, I mean, Dan Marino obviously one of the great all times, and I, I wonder if we'll view Aaron Rodgers in the same light yeah. as a Dan Marino. Um, now, could you imagine if Dan Marino played in today's football with the rules the way they are? Mm. He would be, yeah, he would be like Mahomes-esque. I mean, he would be firing up 5,500 well, yeah, seasons. Yeah, he wasn't as mobile as he Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I just mean from yeah, the passing. He though. was like, he could just, man, he was fun he had, to watch. He had that pocket presence, though. He could slide in that pocket. Oh. Like, he'd stay, you know, he, he Brady he, was good at that, too. Yeah. Real yeah, similar, yeah. both of them. But, I mean, the arm, like, the, the release. Oh, the yeah. Release. That kind so of good. big, hulky quarterback like Marino was isn't really in the league much anymore. They're all, even if they're not runners, per se, they're all, like, well, I think and Trevor to, and they're mobile. Yeah, you have to be athletic. I think yeah. in today's NFL, the way the game is played and the way it's you know called and officiated and everything else, you need you need to be to your point. You have to be. You don't have to be a running quarterback per se, but look at look at the young guys. Uh, Herbert can run. Lawrence can run. Josh Allen is a you know fullback back there running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes buys time and can run. Joe Burrow mm-hmm. is an underrated athlete. He can move and buy time and run if he needs all, to. Pretty he's much probably, all of them. It's he, hard to find he's probably, he's probably the least mobile of the, the young guys is Burrow. Um, but he still, you know, can move around. And Marino was just a big, slow-footed dude, too. Just big. Well, he's just a big guy, you know. Big dude. Thick. The guy who would be fun to watch in today's NFL is John Elway. Yeah, yeah, he, he plays like these he's guys. Josh Allen. Yeah, he's Josh yeah. Allen, who, who ran, you know, four or five or whatever he did. Hey, in fairness to Aaron Rodgers here, I'm looking. I'm not looking game log because I'm sure any of these you yeah. can pick out games where they really, you know, didn't show up well. But in his career in the postseason, he's 11 and 10, has a passer rating of 100, with 45 touchdowns and 13 picks, and basically 65. Yeah, percent So it's not like he's been yeah, a, a postseason bomb. Terrible. He just has not won the big ones. He's not been a postseason star. He hasn't been a postseason well, bum. He's just not been a postseason star. Well, I think what it speaks to more than anything, Jeff, about Aaron Rodgers in any quarterback, any team, you get into the playoffs and it, it becomes harder just to be that guy and to carry the team. I mean, you have to have – I mean, look at look at the Chiefs. Win the Super Bowl this year. Mahomes didn't put up great numbers in the Super Bowl. They get a, mm-hmm. you know, the touchdown. You know, they – you know, it's – Football can be ugly in the postseason at times. It, it usually takes, you know, obviously good quarterback play, and and the, usually the greats are there. But you need you need complementary football. You need a defense to make a play. You know, there's always you know for sure a team gets hot in the playoffs. I mean, go back to the year the Colts won it with Peyton, uh, his only win at Indianapolis. Remember that was the worst rush defense, like almost. Right. I mean, there's like no chance this team can win in the playoffs right. because it couldn't stop the run. Up. The, Jags ran, the Jags ran for like 350. Yep. Mojo and Fred team. each over 100. Each had long touchdown yep. runs. And then you get into the postseason, that defense plays well. You know, all of a sudden they're, they're like the you know 2,000 Ravens stopping the run. And because of that is really the difference of why they won that, the defense. I mean, obviously at Peyton, and he's huge, and Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and all the rest. But – if that defense doesn't figure it out in the postseason, they don't go. They don't win the Super Bowl. So, you know, in, to your point, in fairness to Aaron, his Aaron Rodgers, his numbers are way above average. They're good, um, but you know, 
they lost games. You know, remember they lost in Seattle to go to the Super Bowl because they couldn't on field an onside, an onside kick. kick. Yeah. Hey, Tone, is it is it becoming clear to you that the Jags, if they sign Evan Ingram or keep Evan Ingram, probably won't be able to keep Jawan Taylor? Or are you not willing to rule that out yet? Yeah, I'm not there yet because you know there's so many things you can do with the cap. You can push the Jaguars. If I'm, if I'm, I think I got this right. They haven't pushed any money out for future years. Not yet. Um, not yet. So that gives you a lot of flexibility. They're going to cut a couple guys. Mm-hmm. You can restructure guys' contracts. Why is I mean, Roy Robertson still- Harris getting cut? Tone? Do they? Well, I don't know that he is, but I mean, we keep hearing that name, and it, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. He played. Well, for, played, I, yeah, I go think ahead. if you look at if you look at the defense, yeah, and he played well. There's no doubt about it. Um, at the front half and the back half of the season. In the middle, he kind of disappeared. Yeah. But he, you have... Was he better he, than Fadakasi, though? He was, but you can't do anything with Fadakasi's oh, deal. Oh, okay. Capitalize. I got you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's there's no there's nowhere to go with Fadakasi. Is there a rationale behind why Fadakasi was so unimpactful? Like, is there a reason behind it? Could we expect him suddenly to show up? Or is this one of those boom yeah, I don't know. that you spend a lot of money and you never get what you hoped or thought you were getting? Well, he was really good in the preseason. Yeah. Maybe he, he was banged up great. and dragging around and an ankle or hurt. something. Yeah, yeah, he hurt an ankle. and After the ankle injury, wasn't quite the same, was he? Yeah. Well, let's hope he um, can. I mean, yeah, I, I personally, Tony, to Dan's question, I, I'd i blow up the D-line. I mean, if it were me. I just. I, I mean, you're, you're limited. I know. A little bit. Yeah, you are. Um, I mean, you can't do it. You can't do it. I mean, who are you going to. Okay, so if you look at your D-line and mm-hmm. look what you're paying. You got ten million plus in Fadakasi and Roy Robertson Harris. Um, I just here's what happens. This is what scares me because I'm going to frame this in a question to you after I say this. But you know, we too often around here say that guy had a pretty good year or that guy's pretty good. When he collectively with the other three guys that we say he's pretty good, their their unit isn't good at all. So Roy Robertson Harrison and uh, and uh, Harrison, Arden Key, all these guys, you know, he's pretty good. Pretty well, No, our defense line doesn't get pressure on the quarterback. Those guys are in the premier spot to go do it. They don't do it. So we need guys that will one way or the other. I don't I don't think all of a sudden we will there. But that leads me to the question. If I ask you, what is one thing the Jaguars have to do this offseason that when they go to camp, it, you know, what is one aspect, area, thing, position group player that needs to change for this growth to continue? or Or does it? Can you just keep... Keep no, on no, this growth you, chart you were on. Well, I mean, I think you, you can stay on the growth chart because you won nine games this year. If you can improve, you know, two to four games, that gets you, you know, win the division again. Um, so as far as growth chart, as you know, you go from. That naturally continues. Yeah, well, not naturally. That's what you have to make sure you are striving for. And the only way you do that is you have to continue to get better. The, the, the NFL roster is never static. Never. Sure. And it's never the same team. So what would be the biggest flaw in this team as a contender, and well, can it be addressed? Never, yeah, rushing the passer. Yeah. I mean, impacting the quarterback, I think, is the biggest thing they got to look at. And the question is, how do you do that? Um, if you look at their, you know, we talked about Fadakoski and Roy Robinson-Harris. I don't think you can do anything with Fadakoski's deal, so he's back. So do you go to Roy and see if Roy will take a pay cut, restructure, you know, whatever. Um, you can do, and then then you have questions. You know, Arden Key. I thought Arden Key was a a pleasant surprise. I mean, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good third down rusher. Um, he's you know him and 
you really looked at the, you know, I thought him and uh, Smoot, you know, were probably had some of the best one-on-one rushes during the year overall. Now, is it consistent enough? No, and Smoot's got the Achilles, so you're probably not bringing him back. Uh, or if you do, it's going to be on a very one-year cheap prove-it deal. Give him a chance to see if he can get back to what he was. But the question really comes down to, if you you know, is looking at the first overall pick in Trayvon Walker and, and Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean that's that's where you're hoping, and that's where your plan is. And well, Josh Allen, I mean, we right, we can just go say over under seven and a half. That's what he does every year, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, unless right something now, emerges on the other side that opens it up for him. I he's a good player, he makes some plays in other ways. I I don't have a problem with Josh Allen, but we need the other guy that needs to be a twelve sack guy, right? With that, it's not it's not coming from anywhere else. Well, Josh Allen is a really good football player, but he is what we've seen. He's not a he's not proven to this point as a dominant pass rusher. For he's sure. a guy who's really I mean good, tough, physical, makes plays, you know, plays hard, right guy in the locker room, right guy. In the, I mean, just the right guy. But you know, he's going into his fifth year, and you know, I think I would be I don't see the Jaguar signed to a long term deal unless he gives them some discount. And so you got him going into his last year. And would it surprise anybody? I'm not saying I've I've not heard this. Would if they tried to trade Josh Allen? If you can get something it? that will upgrade the pat you know, that at the end of the day you've spent top ten picks or first round picks on, on Allen, Walker, and Chase on. And you can't, mm. you can't get, you know, 10 total sacks out of those three guys in a season. It's right. No, that's, I think you're exactly right, Jeff. And yeah. so that's, you know, everyone talks about Potakati or uh, Roy Robinson Harris. I mean, but really it's, you it's know. the outside guys, right? I say, I'm, I'm okay with keeping Robinson. Harris. Those guys on the inside, I'm fine. And, and, and I, you're right. Arden key made some nice plays and Smoot made some nice plays. They combined to get 10. I mean, the Eagles got five guys doing that. That's that. No, next. I'm not Jeff. I'm not. That's my whole point. It's yeah. not good enough. Sure. So, but where do you, where do you go find that? Yeah. It's not easy, I mean, is it? No. No, everyone wants those guys. And so, you know, can you find someone at 24 that slides? I mean. Um, you can't really you expect can, to get it rookie year out of them. You know, that usually doesn't no, happen but for the I mean, you know, T.J. Watt went in the 20s, you know. But how often does that happen? <laughs> Where a defensive MVP drops to the, you know, back half of the first round. Um and I have no idea. I haven't even looked at this draft class, what's out there and where, you know. Yeah, yeah. What, what the uh, position There's some guys, though. There. I mean, there'll be some guys. They need to hit on a, on one of those, though, for sure. They need to hit right. on a young I mean, pass rusher, like a yawn. Somebody they get in round three who can be a 10-sack guy consistently. They just. Or, well, or, you know, could you get a guy like a Carl Oscar uh, right. that Chiefs got? Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think yeah. back back into the first or top of the second. I can't remember, but he was, you know, first or second round pick. You really, what you need is one of those drafts that the Chiefs had last year, where every player mm-hmm. you pick. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe they will. I mean, I if will we say can this. do that, it'd be great. Well, I, they do say it's not a, it's a, the draft overall is kind of on par with last year's draft, is what I'm reading. But it does seem to be a draft that is better than most years at corner, at rush in, and at tight end. I mean, shoot, use all seven picks on those three positions if you need to. Let's get better there. Well, I mean, I mean, you're not going to use it. Early pick on tight end if you resign anything. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, can't. Uh, here's the deal: you, you start picking later in the draft. You just got to go get 
quality guys who can start and help you um, across the board. And but there's definitely some areas. I mean, you got to address corner on defense. Um, I don't think that, I think there's going to be some changes there. And you got to look at the how you rush the passer. I mean, the, I mean overall. And I'm not saying the offense is built and you don't do anything, but you're at You've already added Calvin Ridley, assuming he gets reinstated, which I'd be shocked if he's not. And you know, let's see what we get out of that. I'm I'm hoping that the Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley, before he you know had to step away for personal issues and get got suspended. Mm-hmm. If you get that guy, you know, okay, offensively you, you feel pretty good. You need to add depth in the backfield. You re-sign Agram. Maybe go find another inline big tight end who can, you know, because I don't think you'd probably re-sign Manhurts, but maybe you can re-sign him at a, a price that makes sense. But then really it's the defense because you could, I mean, you probably could look at every level on the defense and say, you know, to we need improve to, there. Yeah. Because, you know, defensive line we talked about, I think, you know, you're, you're, I don't think you'll do anything at linebacker, but Devin Lloyd's got to step up. Either him or Mula, who got to take that job next to uh, Aluakon. Right. Be the guy. Because they kind of were trying to figure that out all year and got average to, at times, you know, below average play. Tony, what were they doing late in the year when they were playing all three of those guys some? We didn't see that at all early. Well, they were, they were just trying different things. Sometimes it was based on the first team they were playing. Like they played a lot of. That wasn't a philosophical. Yeah, well, that Decision means you have so coming in and they're running the ball. You have tight, just want to run the ball. So you're going to play, you know, three some three linebacker looks to stop the run because you're not worried about the pass as much. So that was dictated a little bit by the matchup. Um, but you got to figure out who is going to be that weak side linebacker next to the Lewicon. And, and hopefully, you know, and obviously. The, it I'm needs sure to be the Lloyd. They traded up. Gosh, knows right, the first right, round pick. I mean, so yeah. He's got he's to, you know, take that step and. A lot of times you see the biggest improvement between year one and year two of a, guy, of a guy's career. So let's hope that's Devin Lloyd. But then on the back half, you know, I think you're good at safety. You got, um, but, you know, you got Rayshon back there. And you got Cisco. What do you do with Dewey? Um, I think Dewey's an important part. He gives you depth of safety, and he's really dang good specialties player. But you got salary cap, so, you know, how much, but how much will he get in the open market? You've got to kind of play that game. But the big question on the back half is corner. You know, you have obviously Tyson Campbell, you know, good, solid, you know, you know, he's a guy that he's going to win football games with for you, help you win football games, I say. But on the other side, Darius Williams is going to make him a bunch of money. He didn't work at nickel. He was not a good nickel. So if you're going to keep him, you got to, and I think you have to because he's assigned him. So he's got to play outside. So you've got to go find a nickel. Um, and I think you need to go find more depth at that corner position because Shaq Griffin's gone. I doubt they bring Trey Herndon back because uh, he, you know, he's not a man corner, and I think you know they want to play more man or at least have the option to do that. And so I think every level of the defense you have questions going into next year, and, and it'll be interesting to see how they address them. Tony, that's breakfast with Baselli. Thank you so much for it. Have a great week. Thank you, Tone. See you guys. All right, there he goes, Don Anthony Baselli. Junior, number 71 in program, number one in your heart. Trayvon Walker can also improve from year one to year two. I mean, that's fair. If we went on what tra- we saw from Trevor Lawrence in year one, you were wondering. Oh, yeah. But I, and it's like, because we were asked that question on the text, and kind of the answer I had hit, because, well, when Trevor was in college, he threw touchdowns. 
right? Mm-hmm. And Trayvon mm-hmm. didn't sack the quarterback. And again, I am it's a worse pick than ever if you draft a guy knowing he's not going to sack the quarterback, knowing how important that is. I think this is some rewriting of history. I think they drafted Trayvon Walker thinking he could attack the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Don't you agree? 100%. So to come back this year, it's kind of disingenuous at the end of the year and tell trying me to how, buy themselves some time. How he's probably. affecting the game and yeah. the sacks are, are, are you know aren't a big stat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, we'll step aside. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. Dan's celebrity sighting aced oh. in 20 questions. Wow. When we return. <laughs> Observations from Daytona. It was number one. Uh, one of these things are not like the other, <laughs> but it's all good because it's all good. Yeah. Um, but again, I never appreciated it until I saw it front row. You felt the thunder. Oh my gosh! You felt the thunder. I felt the thunderstruck. Yeah. Literally seeing. The it's a cool scene. Front <laughs> fenders, literally touching your back fenders. Oh, yeah. They're going so fast. I just posted a video, like, put it in slow motion in real time. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he had a My good time. Manny. Man, I can't wait. I'm already trying to gather a guy. Trip. I'm like, hey, we got to go to Daytona 500. They're like, you all right, bro? <laughs> I'm fine, man. Trust me. E. Just trust me. <laughs> These guys. Are... Speaking of one of these things are not like the other, Mac yeah. McClung. Slam dunk champion. Yeah. I picked him. Uh, Jeff, I picked him. I said, hey, he's going to win. Yeah, no. We, uh, he, uh, it, it made sense. He, he, and he did win. For I mean, sure. He won. Yeah, I mean, he won. He had the better dunk. The only yeah. thing I'll say, the, the best thing of all that I'll give him credit for, he didn't miss. Uh-huh. I like when they don't miss. His dunks were more creative. That thing, he, on the, the creativity scale hit an all-time low. Nobody else did anything that was impressive. He's played in two NBA games, in case you're wondering. Yeah. No, no, fewest amount ever for a slam he's dunk. A G, he's a G League guy. I mean, he's yeah. been around professional basketball, and he's well-known, but he's known for dunking. These cats know who he is. He was oh, yeah. A, he was a top recruit coming up, and so. And the boys, the boys liked him. The he's, boys been a high, he's, been a, he's been viral since high school because yeah. of his dunks. Yeah. He's yeah. a jumper. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mac McClung. Three-point contest was awesome. Mac McClung wins a slam dunk. He goes to Daytona. Same kind of thing. Great weekend. <laughs> People Outside loving the people. demo. Hey, people loving people. I'm telling you, I was asking the guys questions. Yeah. They were educating me. We were yeah. high-fiving. Yeah. I'm like, there's, there's your boy Ross right there. Yeah. yeah. I won the second. What's it called? The second stage. stage. Yeah, that's that's stage. what I texted yeah. you. Your boy yeah. Ross Jastain just won the second did you, stage. Uh, yeah. Did you ever shout boogity, boogity, boogity? <laughs> of did course. You? Yes. I said all kind of stuff, man. <laughs> Where's the Henny? Yeah. They tried to give me some bush. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm good on the bush. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they go. They head for the mountains there. <laughs> they do. Head Good for, for you. Head, head for the mountains of. Um, He's like a bush. For sure. It's so funny because <laughs> I, I get this uh, uh, text yesterday, and I'm like, we s- sat there and said, you know, he one day you should yeah. go to the Daytona 500. Yeah, it's crazy how it happened. Two yeah, days I didn't later, think, I he's mean, at the speedway. Well, and I was here with him Thursday, Friday while you were gone. This was not anywhere at all on the radar. No, nope, it wasn't. No, we had not talked about this at all. So that was why it didn't even cross my mind when he texted. Guess where I am? I'm. I'm thinking he's with somebody, you know, I, in the Bahamas. I would have come up with before, uh, before the Daytona 500. So uh, your winner there, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And if you're like me, what that means is the guy that used to date Danica won. That's what that means. I think Stenhouse won the the July race before, hasn't he? 
I believe he had. Yeah, I, I, and I not was... much more than that. It, and the way this race is designed, Dan, they crash at the end, and it just goes to anyone. It's survival. If you just avoid all the melees, you can win. I was amazed um, the way it ended. And, again, I understand safety. So, But I also know that this – It's not good for the sport. I don't sport. want to be morbid here, so help me here. <laughs> I don't want to – I almost get the feeling it doesn't – you can't – get killed in those cars anymore. Okay. They're so safe. Yeah. They've made them okay. safe, you right. know? The cages and the and the walls. What's that had to do? I don't I'm not following. Well, because the reason why they don't race to the finish is because they want to, if there's an accident, they want to be able to get to the drivers as quickly as possible for safety reasons. I think, though, that in this case, it's more about dr- speeding those cars past the, the, the finish line into crashed traffic. Yes. I think that's what, like, if that same yeah, wreck yeah, had yeah, happened yeah, more yeah. on the backstretch, they would have let him finish because right. they would have, but this happened, you know, closer to the start-finish line, so if you get by point. it. Right, So right. I think that's, because I have, there are plenty of times where they let him race to this. That's what I hate. That's like, your team is on a two-minute drive. You have a chance to win the ball game. That's Joey Logano, right, and that's who was second? Mm-hmm. Was it Logano? Who was next to him? Or was it Kozlowski? Who was it? That was- it wasn't Kozlowski. It was Logano. It was the Logano, right? Yeah. So he's with Logano. He's side by side. So Joey Logano is the Jags. He's on a fourth quarter drive. He trails by three points. There's two minutes to go. And then they say, ah, game over. Yeah. Chiefs are ahead. They win. It was a little weird. Because he's looking at the finish line. He's and not by having the way, a chance to finish. We've already gone. But they all know it. So there was no We've already gone 200, an extra 10 laps. So why don't we try it again? <laughs> well, I, I, I think you got to start eliminating cars. I mean, yeah. that's the problem. you got 28 cars, and they're all bunched up. And if you're 28th, you want to finish top 20. Yeah. If you're 20th, you want to finish top 15. So everyone is still, you know, jostling for – I. now, on the other side of it, it's intriguing. It's intriguing just waiting on them to wreck if you're not a huge NASCAR fan. And yeah. You, and you got, like, I got no dog in the fight. There's not some driver that, oh, my God, he got knocked out. That stinks. Mm-hmm. To me, they're all the same. I'm just going to watch the way it plays out in the end. And uh, one thing about Daytona too, oh, is this just like three in a three in a row, where it's been a guy like wasn't in the top thirty the year before, or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You get me falls in line Which with some I don't, of these I don't, others. I don't like that. In, I don't either. In the most I, important, the biggest race of the year. Here's what I have found. So, and again, NASCAR folk, we're not stepping on your toes. No, no. I, again, I, and then, inevitably, clarify. we say, but I am just comparing this. Okay to how I was introduced to NASCAR and how I covered it. So when I say something like NASCAR doesn't have the stars anymore, I mean it in comparison to this. Mm-hmm. When I first started going to Daytona, Dan, about the same time as you, you were ahead of me three or four years. Mm-hmm. I walked around the garage and talked to, while still racing, Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt Jr., mm-hmm. Rusty Wallace, Bill Elliott. Dale Are Earnhardt, there guys Dale on... Earnhardt Sr. That's what I meant. Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 boogity boogity himself. Daryl Waltrip was still winning races. Hey, are there are the NASCAR stars of today on the level of those guys? Because it doesn't no, seem like no, it. No. Now I haven't gotten into Jeff Gordon yeah. and Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. And so NASCAR has a star power issue. Yeah, it does. It does not have. And there, and I don't know how you bounce back from that. It seems like NASCAR. The answer has always been a family name. Yeah, you know what you need is a family name to continue. Man, I'll tell you, the guy doesn't get his due, and I didn't even know this, but this this, this I, I, who are the top three NASCAR drivers of all time, Dan? Uh, Richard Petty. The King. Uh, well, the the one guy, I think the guy you're probably referring David to Pearson. is David Pearson, yeah. the Silver Fox. Yeah, it's unbelievable how yeah. little credit he gets. I was looking at his resume. Yeah, because he's I, second all-time in wins. Yeah, I, I saw a ranking of all-time, and I expected to see 
Petty, but he would not Earnhardt, be Gordon, yeah. Johnson, yeah, and and um, and no, it was David Pearson. But when you read what David Pearson did, it was uh, yeah. outstanding. All right, you want to play your celebrity game, and then I have a. It's, I'm going to call it Jeff's off-season deep dives. It's when I go down a rabbit hole while I'm mm. sitting around doing nothing in the off-season. I do want to mention uh, college baseball got started this weekend. Gators were impressive. Nice. Uh, they got they got really good starting pitching. The kid who threw yesterday is a lefty coming in at 97, 98, 99. Uh, so uh, the SEC is loaded again. Uh, some weird things. I think I think uh, we had a kid. I, I saw I, I saw a kid from uh, went to Paxson. Pitched a couple innings for Texas. Saw a kid who went to St. John's Country Day uh, last year. Pitched a couple innings for Virginia. Uh, I saw a kid, uh, Jordan Taylor, got his first college base hit for Florida State. I don't want. I'll leave people out. So, uh, but just things I noticed in college baseball. And college baseball has grown and grown. It's a it's a monster sport now. The facilities are awesome, and it's a great place if these kids get recruited to spend three years at. at at least at Division One, so um, I saw Colby Halter make an unbelievable play at third base for Florida over the weekend. So some good stuff happening in the college baseball. Just getting started. Softball's rolling too, and uh, Florida's undefeated in, in softball. I think they've outscored the opposition one eighteen to sixteen. Well, it is the Bell Cal program at the university, it so is. we need them to come through. That's what we normally do. So anyway, uh, just a couple things uh, from that world. Now, uh, without further ado. In the Dallas airport, somewhat celebrity sighting. Somewhat. That scares Somewhat me. celebrity sighting. All well, right. you know who he is. Oh, that's one question. So you got 19 left. Oh, it's a he. I saw yeah. one question. I didn't ask anything. Well, I just gave you a clue. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> and then he deducts it off. Yeah. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I do. Yeah, that's a question. All right. So, okay. Is this a... Is this person involved in professional sports? No. Oh. All right. Is this... Is this person involved in sports? Yes. Okay. Is it okay? Is this person an athlete? No. Well, that's some good fortune here. So we're talking about a could be a coach, I guess. Um, is this all right? Is this person involved in football? Yes. Okay. Is this person a coach? No. Maybe uh, could it be? You know what? Is it? Is this? Uh, why am I thinking like? Um, I mean, maybe like your boy Dean Blandino, et was headed out to the XFL game or Mike Pereira, <laughs> right? Was, what do we got? We got somebody involved in football who's not a coach or an athlete. I I can't say much because I saw the is, image. Oh, you know what it is? I don't know the person, but I saw <laughs> I saw the tweet. That's why you mean somewhat celebrity. See, I don't. Yeah, Twitterless Jeff here. I don't know. I'm, I'm that was like one of the line. clues. He has no idea who it is. Yeah. So I should tell you. Okay. Uh, all right. So, all right. It is a. Is it a referee? No. Is it an owner? No. What the hell, man? Is it a? Did I say coach yet? Did I ask for a coach? Yeah, I did, didn't I? Uh, is it a, a front office? Uh, is it a front office person? Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> front off football. This is football guy. This is he's not a coach or a player. Or he's a front office guy. So I'm supposed to know that. Like, uh, I got confidence in you, Jeffrey. What are we nine in? Is he act? Is he in, so? He's is he an active? Yes. Uh, is he an NFL front office guy? 
No. All right, we'll say it's 10. 11. 11? No. How 11? I just asked two questions. No, I didn't. I changed my first question. I aborted it. I, I answered the first one. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> Why is it keeping I got to finish. Um, Rules of the game. How? What front off? What is it? What are we now? The X was it, Bob Stu? What are we doing here? <laughs> You're going to slap oh, yourself. Um, front off. You should go Could back we, and review your questions because you're you're biting down the wrong path. I think based on one of your questions that I answered correctly, that you've somehow I think interpreted incorrectly. But I I don't know how else to put well, it. I, that's just going to confuse me more. Yeah. I can barely remember the last question I, <laughs> I asked you. I don't. Can you tell me which question it is? Just I, to speed I, it up here that that I that I should should be honing more. You in said on. is he involved in football, professional sports? Oh, oh, I did. And you said no. The answer was no. Oh my God. Well then. So an athlete, oh, it could be an athletics director, right? That's a, that's a, that's a front office job, right? I mean, like personal. Okay, is it a, is it an athletics director? No. I'm getting um, bamboozled. Okay, it's football. It's front office. It's not professional. It's not a coach. It's AD. I'll I'm going to help again because it's the way you phrased the question, but the answer was. Is he involved in football? The answer was yes. So that means you're implying that he involved he's involved in more than football. So now we're getting into like athletic administration. But that's a be that's same thing. Athletics director, though, right? I mean, what? Yeah, a, yeah. I mean, athletics director. And you, but you just said no. He's not an athletics director. He's, he's, right. he's not an AD. Oh. <laughs> okay. How? What question am I on? Uh, you saw one of the commissioners. Is what he saw. One of the college commissioners. Did you see a college commissioner? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I know one. I, so I, I don't. I wouldn't recognize this guy, by the way, if I yes, saw him. Yes, you would. I would. Yes. It must be SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Correct. Got there. Winner. Wow. And I, I apologize for how those can drag out. Sometimes. Did I accost him? No. Okay. Did I say something to him? Yes. What, as we boarded our plane for Austin, and the commissioner was in first class, and I moved my way back to coach. I whapped, him on the, I whapped him on the uh, arm and said, go Gators, Kamish. <laughs> Continued on my way. boy. Just to make Ox a bit proud. Yeah. Now, Ox told me that he would have kissed him on the cheek and taken a selfie because oh, he likes he's it. Mr. Well, he's Ox Ford. He's sure. SEC guy. So. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, this is the drill. <laughs> um, look, it's, it's only natural that more current athletes are better remembered and more topical. You can tell me just about anything I want to know, Dan, about Emmett Smith or Tim Tebow. Or... Okay. What can you tell me about? And you you will know this name, and I know this name. This mm-hmm. I know this name. My my biggest uh, encounter with this name is back in the old days at Florida when you went to Florida Field to do interviews. If we walked in the tunnel, mm-hmm. they had the pictures of the All-Americans from mm-hmm. way back in the day, right? Okay. So you'll know the name for sure, but what can you tell me about Dale Van Sickle? Dale Van Sickle, I think he was like, I think he may have been like, well, I know there's, I'm pretty sure there's a ward at Florida for him, but I think he may have been like the first pick in a draft or something. He he was, he wasn't the first pick in the draft, I, uh-huh. I don't, I don't believe, I, I didn't okay. see that anywhere, but he is, uh, he is a story. Yeah. He is our, have you heard these stories about these other guys, like, you know, Crazy legs, Hirsch here. Yeah. He's, he's walking back from a football game and he wins the conference. Yeah. Like track meet. Uh-huh. 
Dale Van Sickle is a fat. If you, I would go so far as to brushing up on Dale Van Sickle this weekend. Okay. That if you had to make a documentary movie about any Florida Gator athlete in history, you'd be the one. It would be Dale Van Sickle. Is he, he kind of like uh, our Jim Thorpe when we were finding out all those facts about Jim this, Thorpe the other day? Wait till I sit back. All right. And then it gets, and it doesn't end with football. Okay. Van Sickle went to the University of Florida. He was a, a receiver and a defensive end at 180 pounds for the Gators from 1927 <laughs> uh, to 29. It's a little light. They went 23 and six while he was there. Mm. Uh, eight and one in his junior season. Mm. They outscored the competition 366 to 44. That was the most points in the nation. They lost to Tennessee by a point in Knoxville. Oh, so it cost them. Could SEC, have been natty champs. Yeah, SEC and natty, but. In 1928, he was first-team All-America, so he's the first player. And there was no draft, so he was not drafted. Okay. There's another guy who was, I don't know. Well, anyway, he's the first mm-hmm. uh, first Gator ever to be a first-team All-American, mm-hmm. as was kind of typical back then. He played both offense and defense, okay? Mm-hmm. He was also, are you ready? Yeah. So, in addition to being the first, he was twice All-SEC or okay. All-Southern. He was a first-team All-American, the first ever in history. He was a second-team All-American the next year. He was the first uh, athlete in the University of Florida Athletic Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He was the team captain and letterman for the Florida Gator basketball and baseball teams. Heck, yeah. He played both ways in football as an All-American, and then he was a captain and starter for the basketball and baseball teams. Yeah. The first college, uh, the first Gator to be inducted into the college football. Chuck Hall of Hunsinger, who's who's I was thinking okay. of. He was uh, third pick overall. All right, so, so it, gets, it gets even better. Don't mm. ask me. I, uh-huh. I'll be embarrassed uh-huh. to tell you how I got to the second part, so I will leave that out. But uh-huh. I'll take you to the second part. Van Sickle graduates from Florida. He stayed at the university. He was an assistant coach for both football and basketball for two years. Mm-hmm. Then he decided, I'm going to move to Hollywood, and I'm going to become and take up a career as a movie stuntman. <laughs> Over the next 38 years, Dale Van Sickle appeared as an extra and occasional leading man in over 280 films, mm-hmm. performed on-screen stunts in another 140. He was a founding member and the first president of the Stuntman's Association of Motion Pictures. He was known as one of the best stuntmen of all time. Of course he was. The fall guy. Uh, Sally died in 1977 at the age of 69 as a result of injuries while filming a car crash stunt. Oh, no. Where he survived by his uh, wife and daughter. Uh, he, on Saturday nights on one of the local hijinks stations, they show like creature feature kind of movies. So Dale Van Sickle. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I guess. Well, uh, like that's Fingooly or whatever he is. Anyway, mm-hmm. if, there's some, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But they show like old movies, old horror movies, and then they stop throughout. They explain the cast and who they are and the director oh. and all that kind of stuff. And they said, an acclaimed stuntman, Dale, uh, you know, Dale Van Sickle. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, is that the same? It can't be. Right? It can't be. <laughs> and then when I went, because I, I guess my point through all this is, before I looked it up, I knew that Dale Van Sickle was an All-American at Florida. Yeah. That's all I knew. Yeah. He played for the football team. He was an All-American. Hell of a, hell of a life. Right. But then to learn all of that, that's um, that's amazing. So, anyway, there's that. Want to come back for the your favorite hour of the program? The 9 o'clock nasty? Yeah. I mean, some people call it that. I prefer not to, but it's on deck next on the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorcementOnly.com. Would you like to play a quick game of player Also eight? not one of the 27. <laughs> 
dance on Bruce Springsteen this weekend. Apparently, he played no music because everything. Uh, Twenty-seven every, songs, baby. Everything we bounce back with. But good try, good we, try. E. You ready to play player? Ofer. Player A, player B. You ready? Yeah. Uh, player A had seventy-three catches. Yes. For seven hundred sixty-six yards. Yes. Player B had sixty catches for seven hundred sixty-five yards. Mm-hmm. Well, Evan Ingram's one of them. I just yeah. stated that. Player B is George Kittle. Kits. Now, Kittle really came on late. And in fairness, Kittle had 11 touchdowns to Ingram's four. But, yeah, more catch. And Kittle also missed a couple games that Ingram didn't. But um, now, if you want to trade me, uh, George Kittle, for Evan Ingram, the answer is yes. <laughs> Did we just have a phone by? That's kangaroo court right there. Did we just have a phone ring on the air? I, was, I don't know if it was on the air, but it was loud. Uh, but... I think I heard it through my headset. And, yeah. and by the way... Let's take just a moment to pause and pat ourselves on the back. That used to happen all the time on our show. Oh, yeah. We've gotten much better about that. So, I was, saw the highlights. Of Austin P. let's go P. let's go P. against UNF this weekend, UNF man. UNF needed and that. That was a tough one. That was a tough loss. Austin P. had lost a few in a row, and UNF had the ball. I, I couldn't tell what happened, but the kid lost the basketball. I think he might have got a finger in the eye or By something. By the way, Austin P. is the dregs of the league. It's a game UNF yeah. needed to win. Yeah. They're in last place, I think, in the ice. So, it's 72-71. Uh, the ball gets uh, – Austin P. gets a breakaway as as they're going to win the game. It's like just a few seconds left. Um, yeah, a guy took a shot to the head, fell to the court. Ball gets knocked loose. A shot like in, unintentional? Is there scurrying? Uh, no, he's dribbling. He's unintentionally. But I mean, I don't know if it's a, is it a foul or what? But anyway, the bottom line is this: they throw out an outlet pass, and uh, Austin P, who sucks, kid bounces the ball real hard, like he's going to go up and slam it with a trick play to end the game. And UNF dude said, "The hell you are!" And so he just shoved him, which was beautiful, you know. Hey. So he was going to bounce it off the floor and dunk off that bounce. Yeah, that's what it looked like to right. me. You're three and thirteen, Chiefs. So yeah, actually, you're two and thirteen. Totally yeah, right. and so he he got up and he ran into the UNF guy, and that started a skirmish that bled into the hallway, uh, into the locker room. But and I know oh, UNF man. put out a statement. They said all the right things, but you know what? I'm sorry, man. I got to get UNF's back on this, baby. This is like uh, it's kind of like baseball when you know you keep hitting our guy, we're going to hit you back, baby. Mm-hmm. And so you're frustrated. You're losing this crappy team, and you're gonna hot dog on me? No, you ain't. No, you ain't. So I, that's what I. I mean, you can take a look at it, Jeff. It's everywhere. So yeah, I will. Um, I felt like, you know, I know who the best team in college basketball is. Oh, but I can't pick them to win. Like okay. I know who I think the team that I would pick to win, and there's a reason I can't pick them. Yeah, why is that? Because they won last year, and teams never win two in Kansas? a row. Kansas. Kansas is the best team. Are they? They were I, I, down I think, by Baylor and they came no, back. No, no, just in general. Just to keep, this, first of all, it's a brand. It ain't going to be Houston, Alabama, Tennessee, Purdue. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. It's not going to be any of those teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then you got to find, all right, well, who has the, the stature, the pedigree? Could be UCLA? Could it be, um, you know, Arizona? I don't know. Do you trust these Pac-12 teams? UCLA will give you a deep run. Uh, Gonzaga, could. that's another one don't sleep on. Mm-hmm. You know, big game. This is... Uh, I'm gripping because of this, and E.T., you better pay attention because, you know what, you sit in there in your little catbird seat and you laugh at us <laughs> spinning that wheel, and uh, but the NCAA <laughs> tournament's going to come, friend, and that's a three-way showdown, and the loser spins the wheel. I ain't never been scared, my man. All right, good. 
<laughs> you better, you better. Don't we end up with a fourth, or is just the three of us? Just the three of us, huh? Just the three of us, man. Oof, I'm, I've got, I've got wheel fatigue right now. So, and you I have spun it. I know, man, I know. What the hell are you talking so, about? But point being, you better pay attention. But uh, here's what happens, though, Dan. This uh-huh. is, this is, you're left with these comments. You tell me who you think is going to win it. You got to yeah. say, I don't. know. I think it's going to be a like a five seat or a seven seat. But so it'll be a name then. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I like. You know the best basketball. The you know what the most competitive basketball that I keep seeing over and over again. Who? Where is? Uh, uh, it, it's like uh, Xavier, Villanova. That's the, yeah, that's the A. Big, that's that's the not the Big, Big East. East. Yeah, it's the Big East. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the best conference no. to me. Marquette, all <laughs> them boys. They all play tight games. Big man. Twelve. I take the Big Twelve over them, but yeah, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you got from the Big East. To your point. You got you got UConn is number six. Yeah, and I'm looking at a. A power ranking. I'm not looking at the... Yeah, the, UConn is not... They're like 20. Yeah, the regular rankings yeah. suck. I'm going with this one. I, <laughs> I, I like this one better. All right. UConn in this power ranking, BPI from ESPN. UConn is 6. Creighton is 11. Marquette is 16. But then uh, uh, Xavier is 26. And then uh, uh, Providence, 32. So, yeah, that's quite a few. Yeah. Um. They all beat each maybe, other up. Maybe th- this would be a great year. It's unfortunate that Florida and FSU stink. This is a year where that kind of team could get hot and win. Maybe Miami. Miami's got a pretty good team. Yeah. But this is what you have, Hick, as far as pre-tournament you know, notions when Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke are all irrelevant. Yeah. And they're all pretty much irrelevant. Uh, Tennessee's greatest contribution this year is getting Kentucky in the tournament. Well, they've now lost twice to him. They lost to him again over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, Tennessee is so. And this is after Tennessee gave Alabama their first loss. Right. I mean, part of this is just the nature of conference basketball. But what scares me more about Tennessee is losing to Florida, Missouri, and Vandy. Oh yeah, Tennessee ain't winning. No, but they could go Sweet Sixteen for sure. Um. Yeah. Uh. Speaking of uh, rankings, uh, baseball's out. LSU one, Tennessee three, Ole Miss four, Texas A and M five. Florida 7, Arkansas 9, Vandy 10. Seven of the top 10 are SEC programs. I mean, that's way better than football, by the way. Oh, yeah, sure. Stanford is second. And not entirely new, by the way. Wake Forest is sixth, and TCU is eighth. Um, Miami is ranked 22nd. And, uh, shoot, Alabama's 20th. So, uh, pretty good stuff. And that's without... A Texas or an Oklahoma who are coming into the conference, but that yeah. So, but yeah, the Gators lost to Arkansas. It's very nondescript. Uh, I, I looked up; they were down fifteen. They lost by they got no Castleton. They're they're cooked. They Dan. They I watched the game or mm-hmm. the most of it. Mm-hmm. I gave up it, it. It extended there, but Florida kept. They were like it was a one point game, like 12, 14 minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. They tried, but yeah, they, they tried. Just don't have enough. No. I mean, they just don't have enough. And by the way. Uh, that's next year's team. Yeah, so well, you better hit the I mean, portal again. Yeah, he will. Well, they'll go get some guys. They have a <laughs> couple already. It's look. I mean, it's this. The only thing I'll say is this: the exact same Gator basketball team we watched last year. There's no difference. Same team. Yeah. You know, they beat a good team here or there. Overall, they're gonna be about 500 in the in the league. It's the same stuff. I mean, I I'm not gonna fault him. I think that this. I think to come in and take over a team that was just okay. Yeah. And if you can somehow manage to go 500 in the league, and he may not. I mean, they may lose the rest, but with Castleton, he would have. Yeah. So, I mean, all things. Now, next year's a big year. You're going to really want to see that jump up. You want to see it become a 20 win team, add a couple of pieces. Yeah. You know, well, they better get the right ones. Well, for sure. Because if they don't, they're not going to be any good again. So, well, they're not terrible, but they're, no, they're a know. mediocre program. Yeah. That's what 
I've said all along right. where they are. Right. So, uh, but we shall see what we shall see. So anyway, um, that happened this weekend in college, and FSU's just had a forgettable yeah, one. They, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. They, they're, they're, yeah. they just want to shove that season away. But really, the, the story of the, this college basketball season is Carolina. They lost to NC State over the weekend. Yeah, uh, Kentucky did win. Duke won. But they're both, you know, fighting to get in. I mean, Duke, fight- uh, Duke has performed better than those other two, in fairness. Mm-hmm. I mean, over the course of the year, Duke, Duke has performed better than Kentucky in North Carolina. But at the end of the day, there's no doubt Kentucky's in the tournament because you look, you're going to look at their resume and they're going to own wins, Dan. I mean, even when Kentucky's down, they're beating teams at some point. Yeah. And, and in this case, uh, Tennessee twice. Tennessee is very well liked in the, in the analytics oh, yeah. and the power polls. Oh, yeah. Um, and Kentucky now somehow is nine and five in third place in the in the league. So, you know, I saw somebody saying this about the Purdue kid. I think it was old Bob Ryan, but I'm not positive. You know, the Purdue big kid. He's yeah, like seven Edie. foot four. Zach Eady, really good player, right? Kentucky didn't win any of their non conference. Actually, they lost to Kansas. They lost to Michigan State. They lost to uh, 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 Gonzaga, and yeah. they lost to UCLA. Yeah. The ranked ones, at least. Um, so, guys. Zach Eady, yeah. Yeah. And the, Purdue always has some 7-4. Uh, he basically said. Frankenstein if looking he, dude. He said, this guy has been an outstanding college basketball player. And if there's no role for him in the NBA, then I don't know what's happened to the NBA. But it's like the general thought is why, you know, because is he not, he's not, uh, you know, take it out and bang it, bang threes guy. 22 points and 13 rebounds. He's been very He's good. He's going to be the player. He should be the player of the year. Player of the year? Yeah, he should Isn't be. Indiana's got a kid who's really good? Could compete for player of the year? The Tracy Jackson Davis guy? Mm-hmm. Trace Jackson Davis? Yeah, he's a good player. I, I think the, though, I would go with the... Uh, Purdue guy? No, there's a kid for Kansas, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wilson? Uh, Wilson. Yeah. Jalen Wilson, I've seen him play. What about... Um, uh, Edie, though. What about Kawasi? Does he get any votes? Kowasi played okay for about a half the other day. Okay. Um, I'll tell you who I did notice. You know, yesterday before the All-Star game, in fact, it was a much better game. They did the G League All-Star game. Did you happen to watch any of that? I did not. Scooby play? No, but this dude. Scooby didn't play? The dude. Scooby's the, like the two-pick, isn't he? Isn't the, that his name? Yeah, Scoot, I think. Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson. Yeah. Scoot Henderson was one of the, was one of the, the captains and the other was the player of the the guy who is the player of the year in the G League, dude. This guy, hey, uh, Dan, this guy's averaging thirty points, nine rebounds, and five assists a game. Okay, in the G League, you know who he is? Who? The um, who? Luke Garza. Oh, Luke Garza. We forgot about Iowa. Him. Yeah, we forgot what about him. Right? To him. He doesn't get a chance. Hitting forty percent from three. No, he's obviously going to be. A, he's going to get called up and down. It looks like he is the same thing. Look, what I've determined about the G League is just like just like college plus. Only you have the freedom to do more offensively. Now he's already been. Does somebody have his rights or what? Yeah, for sure. I'm sure he's played up some. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure he's You know, he's one of those two way guys. I'm sure he's bounced up and down. I, I I'm not sure. Is he the? Is it Sixers? Maybe. T Wolves. Who is it? Double check that, but I couldn't believe the numbers when I saw them. Timberwolves, yeah, T Wolves. Oh, so yeah, well, Timberwolves suck. They ought to have. Sorry, Junior Buggy. They ought to have Luke Garza on the team. Yeah, you'd think. Bless you. He kind of reminds me of um, Hansborough. 
Yeah, I didn't think he would make it, and then he didn't. I was like, I'm proud of myself. But then I saw those numbers from the G League, and you know, yeah. here's the irony: those young cats in the G League who are skipping college, they'll be the top five picks in the draft. Yet the guy who's going for thirty and ten will be can't get a call. Yeah, in. can't get a call up. Huh? But you're right about the T Wolves. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, we'll see how much he's actually played. Um, Twenty-two games with the T Wolves, seven points, two and a half rebounds. Yeah, but not getting minutes. Yeah. I mean, look at the minutes: nine minutes a game. If you go, oh, he was with Detroit first year. Oh, he was. Yeah. If you go seven points and two and a half rebounds in nine minutes, shouldn't you be playing? Yeah, it's weird. And and again, I was just amazed by how just overwhelming the numbers were. Yeah. Do you think that if you hadn't heard Tiger say after the golf yesterday that he's going to play a very limited schedule, the mm-hmm. the majors and just maybe one or two or three more. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't heard that, would you have thought, man, maybe we'll see Tiger 10, 12 times this year based on his performance? I didn't watch as much cut. of him as you, obviously. I was out Just out making of the pocket, cut. But... Just being top 50. I mean, just beating, you know, 20 guys who have won in the last two years. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. No. I, I think there's. doesn't matter to you if he plays the players, I feel like. Does it matter yeah. to me? Uh, I wish he would. I but... will say this. If I mean, I. The one guy that I would go out and when we get off the show on Thursday morning, the one guy that I would go out there and watch for a few holes would be Tiger. Tiger and Clauk. <laughs> Local guys. We, we were there for Clauk. We watched Clauk. I wish he was out there again. Oh, yep. I got it. Um, yeah, I, for, uh, yeah, Tiger moves the needle. He still does. He was Always the needle will. on Friday. You yeah. know, after that Thursday round, the birdies at the end. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy watching him more. Like than, I said, I felt, I feel a little. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Like, I can't get the right word. Cheated isn't is too strong. It's his life. It's, yeah, but I feel under, like underpaid. Tiger was the dynasty guy, man. We love dynasty guys. Tiger was unreal. I can. There's so many. There's so many Tiger stories. He did it for so long, though. I don't know why you feel underwhelmed. But he did it as long as Nicholas did. Yeah, he just did. But he was 42 or I know, three when Nicholas he started fading away. But did, so did Nicholas. He faded away from 41 to 46 and suddenly won the Masters. Yeah. Wasn't winning much of anything at that yeah. that time. But he didn't have one leg. Yeah, I thought the one leg or not. If you're driving the ball 315, you don't need two legs, bro. He's moved yeah. around. That's what I'm saying. The adjustment will come. The, he'll feel okay health. And I'm, I'm telling you, he's winning. He'll win again. He'll win yeah, a major. I yeah. I hope you're right. I say top 10 at Augusta. I think he gave, I think this year. for him to, I think for him winning that 15th Masters was your gift. And that was years ago. Yeah. I but I think that was your last one, last hurrah. Although I did read um, that Ben Hogan, you know, came back from that car wreck. And he was, like, dominant. And he, but he played, like, six tournaments, yeah. and he won five of them. Yeah, but he also didn't have John Rahm and Rory yeah. McIlroy and all those guys there waiting. John Rahm is playing historically great golf here, boys. I mean, he's no. won three times already. He, he tied Johnny John Miller. John Rahm! He tied Johnny Miller for the fastest to three in a calendar year. Or yeah. I mean, we're only in February. He's won three t- since the – basically, but here's the deal, Hick. He's doing what Scheffler did last year. In a way, you're right. Scheffler started it. At, I mean, it didn't start it the first week. Scheffler won, won uh, waste management. Mm-hmm. And then Scheffler won the match play. Nah. And then Scheffler won the Masters. Yeah. So he's doing kind of a similar run. These guys, when they. But Rom is. He's always had the. He's got some control over his emotions. He doesn't lose his mind now when something goes wrong. He might have a one little, tiny little blip every now and then. But yeah. Rom is an interesting cat, man. He's got that quick. He's got that short backswing, like right. Short. He just goes like it seems like he goes halfway back and then whack. 
goes after it. But it's impressive. And he's, gosh, he's he's a good player, man. Max Homa was right there with Max Homa had the lead through 12 and then couldn't hold it. Well, and in fairness, he started three back. He ran him down and yeah, caught it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Homa, um, he put bogey, you know, they each would make bogeys. You know, Rom let him back in making yeah. three bogeys yeah. in a row, and then Homa yeah. let him in making two or three bogeys in a row himself. I was rooting for Homa for one simple reason. You had I him? had him on my fantasy team, and I didn't have Rom. And I had Rom? Uh, well, here in Brunch with the Tour you did, but on okay. the real one, no. So I may be number one in the— No, Homa, one tour boy. Oh, he had Homa? Yeah, and he had a big lead. I Who did you have? Uh, Maura Cowell was my big one. He's my only guy that got any Who cash. did the E, e to the T have? Uh, he also had one good one, too. We all had one. Well, you had two good ones. Oh, no, Sheffler didn't do anything, really. No. Yeah, no. I I, I had JT and um oh. and, and, and uh, Rory. Oh, yeah. You're, oh. Yeah, yeah no. I ain't really. That ain't great. Good. You're going to be last this week. Yeah, it's look, it's, it ain't looking good for you, boy. Well, like, uh, he I ain't scared of nothing, though. What a well, defending champ. Well, we learned last week I, I got a lot. Champ of, is here. Of, yeah. We're going to do our damnedest to not allow that to be spoken for a whole nother year. <laughs> All right, let's see come back. Trending. Yeah, yeah. see what's trending when we return. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcemanonly.com. Couple things here. Hicks got a new story off of this trip. Uh, we talked about the Netflix documentary. Yes! Uh, Thursday, you got one! Thursday, Friday, when you weren't here. <laughs> um, from the textile designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Don't know if y'all talked about the golf docuseries uh, from Netflix, but I remember Jeff talking about it last week. I'm not a fan of golf by any means, but the wife and I. Watched the whole series from Thursday wow. to last night, and I thought it was great. I liked the elementary golf stuff in the beginning, and then how they really dove into the live controversy. Jeff pushed me over the edge on watching it with his lukewarm review after one episode. It ended up being great. Thanks, boys. Yeah. I, it uh, says the second. I watched the worst part one, of the first one. I haven't watched it all. The second was supposed to be much better, and I think it ended up being well, pretty good. Here, here's another hidden. I've learned this about the docuseries that I can share with you now, too. You don't have to watch them in order. Pick the one you want to watch. They have nothing. There's nothing. It's not in sequential order. That you it, you can watch the, the the one on Ian Poulter and then watch the one on Joel Damon and right. then watch the one on Dustin. They don't have anything to do with each other. You don't have to watch them in order right. to get the gist of whatever that episode is about. And and so they reference it there for for me as much as I know and watch and like golf. Just tell me what a birdie is. Didn't do it for me that, but it was a small. I still thought it was good. I didn't see enough behind the scenes in the first one. I thought it was a weak effort to come out with you got so much juicy stuff mm-hmm. to come out with the jordan you know justin friendship you know french kiss right oh, it was just dear. a little bit much oh, for me. heavens to betsy so anyway. so anyway uh while i was in texas we used uber a great deal uh thanks to the wife who knows how to you know you don't know how to do that navigate huh. like a champion okay three minutes three minutes we got to be down okay let's go and so my last ride was my best ride so I get this cat, and you know, again, Ubers uh, in, in Texas. It was it was well done. The the, the vehicles were clean, uh, all kinds of different dudes uh, yapping with them. You know, a little bit. Some talk, some don't talk. This guy, our last guy, was particularly talkative. Okay. So where are you from, buddy? Are you from Austin? Kind of like quiet Uber drivers. Yeah. Are myself. you from Austin? Uh, no, I actually grew up in Chicago. Uh, my dad tossed me out of the house when I was eighteen. Told me you're out. Go. Okay. Pack up and leave. All right. I told, I didn't talk to him for four years, but then he told me. But in the end, I look back, it was the best thing he ever did for me. I said, okay. And he's, you know, and so we're talking. And he says, I, I love Austin. He goes, but I want to live in Colorado. And I go, okay. He goes, oh, I got a Colorado story. He said he had one. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, well, I'm Probably a, involves I think, weed. I think we're about to hear it. <laughs> so he goes to Colorado. <laughs> I give some. 
Guy gives him a mushroom. Okay. Uh, he says, don't eat it all. Okay. He pops it. He says, go to this trail and eat it. <laughs> You'll have a trip like you've never had. Awesome. This is my Uber driver. Right. Is Aaron Rodgers your Uber driver? He may have been. Okay. Might have been his illegitimate son. So he falls asleep in the woods. I can't imagine why his dad wanted him out at 18. But anyway, that's <laughs> He just falls me. asleep in the woods in the, in the mountains of Colorado and is awakened by a guy going, shh, right over him. Okay. And so he, he's still tripping. I'm surprised he could fall asleep under the influence yeah, of mushrooms. He's still with you. tripping. All right. And turned out it was a park ranger pointing to about where he is. A bear. And there's a mountain lion. Oh, God. With the head down. By the way, they're worse than the bears. Yeah. Oh, my God. They sneak yeah. up on you. You don't yeah. see them coming. The mountain lion has the head down and is, like, ooh, going zigzag. Ooh, like, the mountain lion's coming him? from some food. What right. happened? No, they, they, he sort of dragged him, and they were able to escape. Took him back to the road, and the park ranger laughed and said, you know, the only problem here is I can't let you drive in the condition you're at. Oh, he could tell? Well, he told him. Oh. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I was I'm on sorry. A- I'm tripping. He actually, st- according <laughs> to this guy, the park ra- he, he, the park ranger said, give me the rest of the mushroom. I saved your life. <laughs> so he took the mushroom. And then it, as in took he it had to get him. the motorcycle that the dude used to drive up to the said place while on shrooms because he wouldn't let him drive back because he was under the influence, towed. And he said it cost him seven hundred and fifty. How not to party? That's yeah. what uh, we can do. Yeah. That. What are that's we the doing? story I get yeah. from my Uber driver. Sure, uh, I feel uh, great now. I mean, there's certainly there's no way you're you know rolling on Xanax or anything. Yeah, right now. I'm sure. Yeah. You're, yeah. So anyway, that was the mm. that was my Uber highlight. Nice mountain lion. That's today's youth hick. They got stories. Sound asleep. Yeah. I would not want to do anything like that. Yeah. I would not want to. I'm not an outdoors type of person. Yeah. So. No. I would not you just want your head. I would not want to see right. a your head lion. and your manure. Honestly, I'd rather run. You're in. happy. If I'm out in the woods like that, the forest, the the the, the you know the mountains. Although you may be switching soon to PBR. Oh uh, no, bush, bush light. That's what he's called. Oh no, man. yeah, he's heading to the mountains know. of bush. I would rather see a bear than a mountain lion. The real test for I e, feel like a bear might have a little smart of smarts that he would just leave you alone. Whereas that mountain lion boy, once he gets you in your sights, you're it's you're a you're a lizard, and he's just gonna tap you around. The real test for E now. Is two things. One, will he go back to Daytona in the summer for the race? Then, oh, it's hot under then. the lights. Oh, it's hot. Oh, but it's under the lights. That was under the lights too. Like, yeah, it got dark. But this is a night race. Okay, starts at night. Right. And secondly, will you wear the Ross Chastain T-shirt that we're going to purchase for you? Oh, yeah. Is that, are probably, we sticking with him? Or are you going to no, pick no. your own guy yeah, now? He wants to oh, you're going to pick your own guy. Seen him. There were some nice cars out there. Too. Okay, so now, I'll wait. I'll wait for your. Be, hey, beware. I'll wait for you to choose. Beware the cars; they'll change them up. It's oh, gotten like the NBA; like the uniform's never the same. Like the the paint scheme that your driver yeah. had for this one may be different the next time. But out. you can still get the okay. driver. It'll and still the, be the same brand yeah, usually. Yeah. Just mix it up. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, there was some very. Well, nice all right, so cars where are we there. leaning then? By the way, I mean, what are we doing? Who who? I kind of like Pastrana. Pastrana, young guy. I kind of like him. Caused a nice wreck yesterday. Yeah. Um. Oh, Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Kind of like it. Kyle Busch is kind of old. You won't have him for long. No. Okay. Um, we need one of the young guys. I might go with uh, Bubba. Bubba? Yeah, that's a good one. Bubba's fine. So, but you know, I just need he doesn't win a lot. Bubba though. Wallace. He got knocked out early. Wallace, Bubba Wallace. Okay. Yeah, Bubba don't well, win Bubba's a lot. Bubba's with MJ. That's Bubba yeah, and Denny Hamlin. I saw the MJ yeah. logo yeah. on there. Yeah, so maybe MJ would Although be I can't allow you to go with Bubba because Marcel already has Bubba. He does. <laughs> <laughs> 
take Marcel <laughs> with you next time to row two. <laughs> Should we make the turn for home? Yeah, we will. We'll introduce you to Jaguars today. We will. Uh, whatever trends today will trend twice as hard tomorrow. It'll be twice as important. <laughs> yes. You're listening to The Drill on the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Hi, Jaguars today. Coming up here momentarily, Mike and Tony ready to roll. Tone, what's up? Good morning. How was the weekend? It was good. Good, good. What's cooking on a Monday? We have our question of the day with it being President's Day. Yes. Uh, we are asking, give us your executive order on what three things the Jacksonville Jaguars most need to do this offseason to make themselves a Super Bowl contender. Executive order, I like in that. 2023. I like that. You know greatest... the thing about that means it just it happens. It's a who's, decree. Who's the greatest Jaguar player ever with the president's last name? <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Oh, wait, no, we took Chase on. My bad. Mickey Washington. Yeah. He's the only one, maybe. <laughs> we have any other ones? We have a... Mickey Washington po- popped into my head. Did it? I don't oh. know. You have to look. We may have had one better Carter? than Mickey Washington. Carter? We haven't had a Carter that's been any good. Adams? Jamal was great for us. Kevin <laughs> Carter was good for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Think about it, yeah. Yeah, I digress. I, I think that we came up with that little angle a little late in the show today. Yeah, it's a little late. It's a little late. <laughs> Threw it right on Tony. All right, well, have a great show. Thank you. Uh, Mike and Tony are getting ready. It's Jaguars today. Our Monday is over. It is President's Day, apparently. It is. But yes. I think there is class at UNF. I believe we've confirmed that as well. Somehow, with everything else closed, banks and thank schools, goodness because I have UNF, put together still a bastion of higher learning. They expect yes, you to and I have put together out. a bang up lesson plan. Yes, you put that together on the plane ride back from correct. Austin. Okay, cool. All right, uh, Jaguars Day's coming up next. You guys have a great show. It's been the Monday Morning Quarterback Divorcement Only.com.